Welcome back, FGT Nation. It's your boys, boys in the hood. Welcome back, Kata. How we doing? Welcome back. Welcome. I was thinking it, and you said it, so I had to let you sing it. Yeah, put What's you on pause real up, quick. FGT Nation? What FGT. is up? Got your boy Shawnee Mac in the house. We got your boy Maddie Ice. Maddie, I fart and queef and part the seas, Moses. I mean, I do what I do. You know what we do after we part them seas? What do we do? Drop that intro. Oh. So just right. Let's give a big old shout out. Justin Fitzmorris. Justin Fitzmorris. Justin Fitzmorris. Fitzy over at Slick Shades. Fucking Fitzy, dude. Fucking Fitzy, dude. Listen, you yeah. go to fucking Slick Shades, all right? You tell Fitzy FGT25 sent you. He'll fucking hook you up. He'll with give 25% you that fucking 25% discount. Put the fucking change on the dashboard like we in Goodwill. Whatever you want off the and, back of that truck, 25% off. And you can fucking off. earn your cheeseburger, all right? Fucking FGT25, son. Do it up, kid. <laughs> do it up, kid. You know what else you could fucking do up? You go over to fucking Infected Concepts and get some fucking dope-ass merch with the hoodies. I got one on right now, and let me tell you something, Moses. My nipples are not hard, even though it's chilly in this fall weather. I got you a look nice, snug. You look fucking snug, I, kid. I got a fucking snug and a bug and a rug with my titties that don't hug. They're, uh, <laughs> they're in my hoodie. <laughs> Infected Concepts, Damien fucking Winslow guy on Facebook. You know, Any, <laughs> Anything graphic design, my dude. Anything? Anything, kid. You know who can do anything with the fucking instrument, bro? Is who Andy, is it? Andy Tell me. Andy fucking Cosby over at Chrome Roses. Chrome bro. fucking roses, dude. Chrome, Chrome roses, bro. Fucking Chrome roses, kid. <laughs> Dropping that dope intro music, son. And the outro, if you stick by. I'm trying to play a guitar, but I fucking suck at that even moving my lips, son. You know what's awesome with music? Donkeys. Fucking pizza. Pizza. You know what kind of pizza you should get? The fucking sloppy kind, kid. Extra cheese, extra grease. Where should you get it? Trying to burn my chin like a hot cum stain. Where should you get it? You should get it over at fucking Devion Smith's Pizza Palace. Who will you see there? You'll see this fucking little hottie. Too Justin hot. Fitzmorris, baby! Yeah, buddy! <laughs> and then some chick named Kristen. <laughs> they both got some tight cheeks. <laughs> tight cheeks to beat your meats. Slice it up, put some sausage on that pizza. Hey, Gabagol. We started at a three. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking ridiculous. We started at a three. Are we supposed to talk about football? At some point, yeah. Right, yeah, let's try that. All right, FGC Nation. <laughs> that intro has was honestly about as crazy as, like, the what, the first four weeks now of football in the NFL? I mean, it, it just mimics... Usually, like, we try to rehearse and stay somewhat professional. I mean, fuck, kid. I mean, we usually we don't, but sometimes we do. You know what, though? It's been too long since we just had a fucking episode. It has been. It, where we just talked about anything football. Because, like, these four weeks have given... We have... The Monday game hasn't even started yet. I have multiple teams. In these four weeks, I am now facing elimination in my eliminator. I have the worst record in Pick'em because I can't fucking pick a football game to save my life. No, you can't, so you can't pick been, a fucking game, dude. I, I, I got eliminated two weeks ago because the fucking Cardinals decided to fucking pull one out. 
on the fucking what were they playing the Saints? Yeah, they were playing the Saints. I, right? I, don't, I don't even know, know anymore, dude. dude. My mind is mesh. So I I sleep a league, dude. I think I'm two and two. Y'all what? I was You're three gonna... and oh, I'm gonna be three and one because yeah. Tua decided because Tua was throwing gang signs. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that. I'm fucking dominating in my high school league, dude. I have no. I should be doing better in I your league. I, I can't win a fucking game in my my post office league. Apparently, doing this podcast has given me your uh, given me your energy for our league, where I'm gonna put up points. But the guy I'm going to go against is going to put up more points because Rashad fucking Penny just decided he wanted to drag it on everybody. If I could compare your team in our league, we, it's it's called the Misfit League, FGT Nation, because we're all fucking misfits. In case but you if, can't tell. If I could compare your league. Your team? My, your team in our league to the way you've been scoring in your roster structure, it's like you have a good 11 minutes of solid fucking in and out. And then that last fucking... And you're rocking this chick's world and you hit that 11 minute mark and you blow your fucking load but what you really needed was like 11 minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah. And you just... You couldn't hold on for 10 extra seconds. I literally start doing so good and then someone just comes so out good. of fucking nowhere. So good. Rashad Penny. T. Higgins. Okay. Yeah. I had Joe Mixon. He had T. Higgins. I wasn't really paying attention to like the stats. I was watching the game. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Joe Mixon's getting a shit ton of usage. This is awesome for me. He definitely has 20 touches. And I think he had like 21 touches, right? So I tend to not want to look at the scores during the game. Yeah, prepare I, I, I myself. tend to wait until like Sunday night. Yeah. Well, Monday no, no, morning well, no. when I'm taking a shit. If it's Sunday games, it's different. I'll peak occasionally. But like Thursday games and, and Thursday games, I don't really pay attention yeah. to until the end for, for fair jinx of myself because those games are funky as it is. Yeah, I hate I pull up the game Thursdays. and apparently no one told... T. Higgins, that Jamar Chase is the number one receiver on that team. Yeah, no. Nope. I don't know if someone, if he didn't get the email, if yeah. maybe, like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> but, like, I think, he, I'm going to pull up the stats because I was just, I was, it was angering. Angering. And then, and then I made a big trade earlier in the week because I was like, you know what? I have a decent team right now. I have yeah. two pretty good running backs, and I have, I had Jamar Chase, and then Almon Ross and Brown. You, I decided to go all in on the running backs. When he says all in FGT Nation, Matt Moses, and I said this on draft day, he tends to draft, in my eyes, the best overall team in the league. It's usually a toss-up between him and our buddy Joe Bennett. The only difference between him and Joe Bennett, Bennett keeps it. Is, yeah, Bennett holds on to his team and usually makes a strong run for the championship. Well, Moses tends to trade away 95% of his team before like the first bye week. And this is a prime example of he traded me Waddle. You know what I mean? He's made some other trades. Uh, you got you got rid of Chase. Well, okay, so I traded. What ended up happening, well, what fucked me honestly is I changed my draft strategy during the draft. Yeah. And I did something I never do, which is take a defense before the last two rounds. Which, I mean, and I think that's voodoo. You you hear a lot of people talk about like oh don't take a kicker or, or no no, no. Defense it's fine it's fine rounds. but the problem was I had planned yeah the whole week on taking a defense in the last two rounds yeah I reached and not reached but I was one of the first defenses off the board with no, San Fran Huey was, was not, one Huey of the, took Huey no, took Buffalo in like I said one round. of the first yeah and took San Fran because I liked the defense where it was but when I did that literally. Like, then every pick leading back to mine was, like, five dudes I had planned on taking in the next two rounds. And I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, shit. But when you take your defense, though, you should strictly be drafting for upside in those later rounds. 
Yeah, I got, I got. You start, you, you aimed at a lot of like veterans. I also had a lot of drinks and smoked yeah. and uh, smoked a lot that day, and I was feeling good about the 49ers defense and right. FGT. This is gonna be a just like a fuck it episode. Yeah. We wanted to get some. We wanted to get some product out there, some content for you guys to listen to. For the record, I wanted to finish what I was saying. Yeah. I traded away Jamar Chase and decided to run St. Brown as my receiver one with upside at receivers, and, and he's I out. Up, and I ended up with CMC, which I was happy with. I mean, I had CMC, Mixon, and Jacobs. Jacobs put up forty-one and a half fucking points. Well, I mean, you can't really read them, our scoring system, because I do give points per rush. I give points per no, but, reception. No, but that's we why, I, that's why yeah. I took these guys we got the way I did. In our scoring format's a little fucked up. It's a little I, funky. But, I, but I, took, I got three running backs that got heavy usage. That's yeah. why I built it that way. But uh, you want to talk some news and notes? You want to talk some things going on? I do. I got, I got some stuff that's been throwing me the hell off. All right. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm going to tackle the controversial thing first. And I feel like, because I feel like there's not, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. Ba- Bailey Zappi, no, QB1, rest um, of the league. I mean, all I'm saying is we did have uh, a 90, no- 99 fucking yards and a touchdown, kid. We did have a no namer replace a starter and become a goat. That's all I'm saying. No, controversial um, is the Tua thing. He's been ruled out for week five. And I think that was the absolute greatest thing that could have happened. I genuinely... He was my sleeper quarterback. You know I was high on him the whole offseason. Which means I'm right. I mean, this might be too soon to start making <clears> jokes, <throat> but it means I'm right because guess who can't feed all three of those options in, in the offense right now? My man needs a tube to feed himself probably right now, okay? <laughs> He'll worry about feeding people when he can use both his hands correctly. He and, has and zero it, target distribution. He can't walk right through... <laughs> he got hit so hard, he can't walk through half of California because the gang signs he threw up. Oh. They're going to see him and go, Rip. Like, it's not... They can't do that. <laughs> And that's not right for him. It's I, like, not. Dude, I, all joking aside, dude, like, that medical staff failed to it. We all saw the game on fucking Sunday where he just got his fucking... Yeah. Just the way his head hit the ground, he got fucking rocked. And I'm sorry, you can't think it's back spasms where you get up, and as you're walking to the line, you fall and wobble to the ground. Not once, but twice. <laughs> if it's a back spasm, you're going to reach for your back. Not even that. He shook his head. Yeah, and then fell. Yeah, and 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 then not what was it? Fucking three, four, maybe five days later, they're like, oh yeah, he's good. You know what I mean? And then we, unfortunately, fucking Amazon Prime, dude, take notes from this game because we don't want to see someone get fucking annihilated the way he did. Granted, that was a type of hit you want to see. He did slam him to the ground a little hard, but when your quarterback gets hit, you want to see the big body roll with him and slam, like not slam him off the ground, but I mean, it's football. It's fucking violent. But it's not like it was head to head. It wasn't like you know, no. I mean, fucking stone cold stunned him or no, fucking super. People tried him. to say it was a bad hit. It was it, a clean hit. It, 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 was, it was, just, was momentum. It was a tough hit. It was momentum. Yeah, it's, it's a, a hit you want to lay on a quarterback. It's a D lineman yeah. spinning. What are you gonna it's ask? It's a fucking, fucking four hundred pound mammoth yeah. of a human being. Hey, real quick, tear your ACL trying to stop. Yeah. No, it it's a natural. It was a natural hit of the game. The, the the unfortunate two things I saw were one the fact that he was already concussed. There's no way you can argue it. I will literally go toe to toe with anyone on the Dolphins staff that thinks he wasn't because I you can't because they all got fired. Uh, no, the, no, the staff too. Yeah. Uh, and second it was the fact that if you watch when his head hit, it didn't even bounce. No. Haley was watching the game. My he left girlfriend. a fucking indent at the ten yard line. Yeah. Haley was watching with me and she goes, his head didn't even move. No. His shit hit the ground and stuck. Yeah. So that was completely uncalled. And then he started yelling West Side. I don't know. Like, you know, you see everyone out there prayers up for Tua. We hope he gets better. 
If that dude never plays a snap in the NFL, I would not blame him. The amount of well, shit his body has gone through in the last five years between college and now. There's people. For him trying to become, like, just a justifiably good quarterback is disgusting how much these medical staffs have failed him. Well, there's people that have already come out and done the analytics, and they're like, dude, at 24 years old, you've already pocketed, not counting endorsements, just contract yeah. money, $30 million. Yeah. If you walked away, nobody would be ashamed. No. No one would think You know what I mean? You. The hip injuries, the fucking botched ankle surgeries. I mean, we, we saw Andrew Luck you at, know, what, 27? Yeah. yeah, just come out and flat out go, you know what I mean? This, I'm done. This is a violent sport. I'm done. I value my health more yeah, than anything. I'm, I'm not gonna, like, he basically was like, I'm not going to achieve anything more than what I've done. No. I'm happy. Granted, like, Tua does make the game better. He is fun as fuck to watch. He was definitely proving me wrong in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. Hands fucking down. For but, him to go shot in a shootout against Lamar and throw six touchdowns. That was fucking unreal, bro. You that, couldn't even. That, you were trying to pull holes at it. That game is what you would expect to see between a Mahomes and a yeah. Brady or a Herbert and a yeah. fucking Jackson. The two guys. Or, or, you know, a, a fucking Allen in this yeah. one and, you know, a Burrow in that one. You know, like, that, that's what you would expect not a, to see. Yeah, not a Tua. Yeah, not a Tua. Like, you were trying to pull Coles in it, but I can't even see you were, like, reaching in a few because you were like, ah. Yeah. It's like, just. Because, like, yes, you could say that, like, maybe three, four touchdowns is a fluke. Once you yeah. hit six. Yeah, you're going fucking absolute <laughs> gagu bonanzu. Just fucking unreal, but. All right, let's keep moving on in news and notes. Let's do it. Continuing on, FGT, with news and notes, we're going to touch on a bunch of injuries. Uh, one of the biggest injuries to hit this week was our man, our young stud, our rookie, not rookie hopeful, our sophomore hopeful to take over in that Denver offense, Javante Williams. Damn. Yeah, that's that's really all you can say. Torn you know I mean? ACL. Torn ACL and torn LCL. My Jesus man is Christ. done for the season. Um, immediately, as a fantasy nation, we'd be like, oh, Melvin Gordon, easy replacement. But our man, Melvin Gordon, is questionable. And still banged up. He's and already, he looked he's like fucking dog shit. Well, let's be honest. The offense has. The whole offense has. Everyone talks. You know, Everyone's Russell Wilson let a, you know, Russell Wilson let a game-winning drive the other, the other game. And I'm like, okay. They should have been ahead in that game. Like, realistically, the Denver offense should look better than it does. It should, but it doesn't. And the defense but. is re- realistically what's been keeping them in games. I mean, there's still a team that was it, – was it them that tied the – that tied? Or was it the Colts? No, it was the Colts. The Colts, okay. I thought it was a... Well, well, there, there was a game they played. I, I forget who it was. I was watching it. But they ended, they ended up only winning like 13-10. It was the game that Russell Wilson brought back the game-winning drive. But the whole time I'm watching, he's throwing like shit. I mean, he did better this past week. I can pull up his actual stats. We're, we're talking Javante Williams, not... I'm Russ sorry. It's just the team Denver. pisses... The whole team pisses me off. And now you're losing Javante Williams. There's no... And, there's no way your offense does better. It's going to do nothing but make it harder on your whole team to move. It's going to you know, impact anyone you know, on Denver's fantasy value. So what do you do if you're a Javante owner? Obviously, I own him. But depending on your team, at this point, you, you know, you have to decide. Do you try to trade one of your receivers that maybe had a, a good week and, and go get a receiver that had an off, or a running back that had an off week? Do you decide to roll with some running backs you have because you drafted okay and maybe try to trade for another receiver and go receiver heavy? I think your best bet's going to be depending on oh, – it's, it's going to be a, a team-by-team scenario. Do you try to go out and trade for, you know, Melvin Gordon? No. Do you hit nope. waivers and, and grab uh, Mike Boone for a hopeful considering the fact that they used Boone heavily 
over, you know, Melvin Gordon. I think if you can, you know, if you can afford the weight, you know, the the roster spot, obviously putting Javante on IR, he's worth he's worth it. Um, I think that's really going to depend. Week four is 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 really where it starts to get tough on waivers. It's you know week week one and two you see a lot of guys get scooped up. Week three you kind of see maybe the hidden gem get found. Week four is really kind of you're scraping, especially if you're in, if you're in a deep league, forget about it. Yeah. But if you're in a ten to twelve man league, week four is kind of where you find, you know, like I know in our league, it's slim pickings in the waiver wire unless yeah. you're looking at quarterbacks. Yeah. So moving on from Javante because that was a fucking mess of a take. So um, I just, yeah. the whole team is pissing me off. We'll, right we'll, now t- we'll talk teams later. We'll talk teams later. Uh, Cordero Patterson also hitting IR for a four four to six week stint. Yep, he's uh, getting. Did it say knee surgery? It so it's it's a I know procedure. it's involving his knee, and they said procedure. I didn't know if he was getting like a full blown surgery, or like you know like when they do uh, what do they call it? like an arthropedic scope or some shit. Orthopedic. Yeah, I fucked that all up. Yeah, orthopedic. Um, no, no, this one, so it literally, every, I tried reading a different article too, and ESPN is the, is the newest one from one, from 138 this afternoon, and it still just says procedure on his knee. So with CPAT hitting IR, is this, do you pivot? Do you, do you take the chance with, uh, obviously you're going to try and grab Tyler Algier. He's widely available on waivers, unless you're in like a smart league where they, they stay on top of these things. Um, but do you, do you, Grab like Tyler Algier. Do you start him right away, or do you do uh, the wait and see? Method? Oh, I think hundred percent. You wait and see. But I'm trying to. Figure, I'm trying to remember. Um, wasn't there the third running back they have in their team? Yeah, they got Daryl Williams, bit? but he he's on a he's out no, too. I thought there was another guy they used with Algier though. Once CPAT went down. Yeah, Williams. Oh, was him? But he's out. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I, then I'm not throwing him right in for the simple fact that. I, I mean, I think you could afford to, you know, grab and stash, especially yeah. with a CPAT injury, because going into the season where he's 30 years old, and it was just one, like, half-explosive season from last year with the first half of the season and him falling <laughs> off towards the end, I think his draft capital right now, if you're a CPAT owner and you lost him, I think you can afford to grab someone off of waivers and do, like, the wait-and-see method, or even just plop oh, yeah. him on IR I mean, and then just hold out. Realistically... You, know, you should have, if you drafted CPAT, the highest he would be for you is is an RB two. Yeah, which means you, you know you should have gotten a guy like maybe Miles Sanders or Chase Edmonds or even Rashad Penny could have slid a little bit in your league. Yeah. So you should have had a viable running back three. So there's no reason why you can't afford to to snap that guy from most likely your flex yeah. up to your RB two. Let Algier sit in your bench because if he goes off, then you know that they're going to use him. If he doesn't, you didn't run the risk of fucking your fantasy lineup. Yeah, either that or, the, I mean, the only realistic, like, way I could see you just being absolutely up sheets, shit, sheets creek. Shits up sheets creek. creek? Up sheets creek. Uh, up sheets creek without a paddle and just, like, just wave the white flag and give it over. Is if you were one of those teams that, and I've seen it out there because, like, we follow a lot of different groups on Facebook. Someone posted... Um, they drafted for running backs. You ready? They took with their first pick Javante Williams. With their RB two selection, they took Elijah Mitchell. And then with their late round RB hopeful, they had CPAT. Now you were down all three. Wow! At that point in time, I waved the white flag. Unless you're a miracle worker with fucking waivers, or in trades. Yeah, I mean. At that point, listen, and, and if you have some questions, feel free to hit me up. I'm pretty good at, at convincing people. Yeah. I was telling Sean this off air. I did uh, trade so well in one league that they made a rule now that they have to get approved by the whole league because 
they really felt the people were getting I was taking Please, motherfuckers. Of. Yeah, I was. I was just. Yeah. I at one point I changed my team to Matt's youth players. You ever see what those those coupon fucking extravaganza episodes that used to be on like fucking TLC where they'd walk in and get like eight thousand dollars worth of groceries for ten bucks? That's Moses and and just about any league that I know him in besides mine, even in mine. Um, I mean, if you if our league was more receptive to it, but yeah. I digress. Going back to this, I actually no bullshit. I'm having a conversation right now about potentially getting LGR in our league. Yeah. So I'm on board with getting him. But and I didn't reach out for him. It just happened to be included in the trade. Um, I'm on board for getting him. Sit him on your bench. Let him see how he does. Because you know what? He had high hopes coming into the season. I know we yeah. talked about it. I drafted we, we, him. I think. Yeah, you drafted him. I got him in a couple <clears> other <throat> leagues. There was a lot of high hopes because Atlanta usually has a way of making a running back like a well, good. They were lying on the running. I yeah. ju- I literally right ne- the article next to the ESPN article was a Yahoo article saying Atlanta still pl- still planning to rely heavy on run game. Yeah. Because let's be honest, they're receiving I mean, Kyle Pitts fucking sucks. Yeah. It's it's literally the Drake London show. Yeah. And that is it. And the running game had been productive, so there's no reason to believe. I mean, we saw it in Detroit with Jamal Williams going down, which is another yeah. guy we'll talk about with DeAndre Swift. Although he should be coming back. Yeah. You know, or Khalil Herbert for you know, money teams. Yeah, a lot of teams aren't, you know, a couple years ago, and we discussed this a few seasons ago, or a few episodes ago, teams would mo- really modify the game plan. We talked about it with Mattinson. Yeah. Would, re- would, you know, when they bring in the, the, the RB2 with a backup, they'd really modify or water down the game plan to yeah, kind of ease to them in. Them. Teams aren't doing that anymore. No, it's just plug and play. They're expecting you, you, you to step in. Be. Yeah, you have to be that plug and play yeah. method in order to be the RB2 in most leagues. Yeah, and if, Outside of, like... <laughs> The Christian McCaffrey or the Alvin Kamara, like those explosive scat back type guys. Yeah, but you're not going to replace. Yeah, you have to have that solid RB too, whether it be an older vet like a Mark Ingram or a younger up-and-comer like, you know, the Mattinson who's still fairly young or the Pollard who's still fairly young or like Khalil Herbert who I think is only a year younger than David Montgomery. But that being said... uh Let's jump on to wide receivers, dude. Uh, Jamison Crowder oh. fractured his ankle. I, As much as we love Jamison Crowder and we've talked about it, um, I think this is not only season-ending, but it could be career-ending. You know I, I mean, mean, at his age, let's be honest I mean, he's here. not too old, but I, I think his body of work and where he's going to start you know, going contract to contract and changing team from team, he may just call it quits, hang up the cleats, and keep his money. I mean... Why wouldn't you at this point instead you know, of rehabbing and trying that? But I mean, I say more for his age, as you know, in football years, especially yeah. as a slot receiver, that adds years. I mean, yeah. or taking a lot, or yeah. I should say it takes away years. He's taking and a lot of hits. He's he done has a lot of special teams work. And you know, who's to say that when he fixes, well, when that ankle heals, he's going to have that? You know, a thing or two about ankles. Oh yeah. About you know, who's to say he's still going to have the same explosiveness to be a slot receiver, and he's going to want to do it. Not only all right, so. Jamison Crowder, obviously not too fantasy relevant. No. I'm just bringing him up because this affects the the overall wide receiver core in Buffalo. Definitely um, boosts McKenzie. It boosts McKenzie, but McKenzie, I believe, has a concussion right now. Like He was out last week. Uh, Gabe Davis has been playing like absolute dog shit. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are hands down carrying this offense, but... Do you think with Crowder potentially being done in Buffalo, do you think this opens the window for when Isaiah McKenzie comes back to, like, assert himself and challenge Gabe Davis with a wide receiver, too? I do. Um, so I'm I'm really seeing that in, you know, in leagues nowadays, 
your your receiver one and two, and I know this might sound basic information, but some people don't agree with me on it. Yeah, is a deep threat and a slot guy. That's been usually that, what, yeah, you it's been a, that way for you years. You want a burner and then a yeah, but on a good team, you have the guy that can go deep and you have the guy that can take it up the middle. Oh, you mean <laughs> like Moss and Welker? Moss and Welker. Oh, you mean like Chase and Higgins? Yeah. You uh, mean like Jefferson and Thielen? Hill and Waddle. Yeah, you mean like Debo and Ayuk? You know, Keenan and Williams. Uh, yeah, we could do this yeah. all fucking day. You want that one-two yeah. punch. Yeah, but for some reason, people still don't understand that. Yeah. And it's it drives me fucking crazy. You know, you have that one-two punch, and Gabe Davis, to me, doesn't really fit the mold of either a deep threat or a slot guy. I mean, he's kind of he like had, that. He's kind of like that, ex- and yeah. I would say similar like style of play. I'm not saying athletic builds. I like Pickens more, but I'm saying that same idea with George Pickens of like, we don't know where to use him, but we want to use him, so he's going to be on the field. And but we're, but like, we're, do we run him in the slot? Do we run him in the deep? Do about? So I feel like, whereas Isaiah McKenzie is 310 percent a slot guy, which yeah. is like five nine. I have no fucking idea. Or five ten. I don't have any information in front of me. FGT. We're just we're kind of running. We're with spitballing. It. Yeah. We're getting. We're, we're just get, trying to get something out. there. We're getting two fat guys just trying to give you our thoughts. <laughs> no, but realistically, he's a slot guy, and you're gonna have Stephon Diggs be just Stephon Diggs, which is whatever the fuck he wants to do because he's Stephon Diggs. Yeah. He can drag his nuts all over you. Isaiah McKenzie showed before he got hurt that he can be the slot receiver. Josh Allen showed he liked him. Yeah. So I think coming into the season, it was Jamison Crowder and and uh, Isaiah McKenzie fighting for that slot. We talked about it. Unfortunate as this injury is to Crowder, it is McKenzie's opportunity to come in and because Gabe Davis has shown nothing this year so far except for well, yeah, he, he, he's been playing banged up too. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I think. All right. Hypothetically, let's say next week they go in and they're both hundred percent healthy, full go. <laughs> Are you playing McKenzie or Davis? I'm playing Davis because of Josh Allen's rapport already. All right. How about you? Uh, I'm taking the dart throw on McKenzie. Fuck it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just think his body of work and given the opportunity, he's done more with his his target share than Gabe has. I mean, Gabe overall on the the sheets looks better, but uh, the eyeball test, I say McKenzie. All right. All right, FGT, we're going to jump over to team by team. We're going to touch it real quick. We're going to touch it real fast. We're going to make it look like you just prematurely ejaculated. And you're going to watch us do it, you sick fucks. Oh, my God, yeah. All right, so we're going to start off real quick with the Thursday night football game. We got the Denver Broncos taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Well, uh, let's start with the Denver Broncos. Like we said, uh, obviously you're not starting Javante Williams. Don't do it. But uh, if you're in that predicament... And you need to start someone from that offense. Uh, I'm probably only starting Cortland Sutton. I mean, to be 100% honest, uh, Jerry Judy has been lackluster. Uh, Russell Wilson just had three touchdowns. One of them was a rush. You know what I mean? So that guy's got somewhat of a fucking pulse. Yeah, I mean, I I have Russ uh, like and Sutton in leagues, and I want Wilson to do good. So like, I'll st- I might I might start him on a QB two league. Only for the simple fact that Detroit's pass defense yeah. is not the best. Um, but Sutton's a definite to me because, like, oh, at least for a flex, Detroit's pass defense isn't. It? Oh, no, Indy. Sorry, Indy. Right, I was like, that's what, what I meant. Fact? Sorry, Indy's pass defense yeah. isn't isn't the greatest. So I might, you know, I might trust him as a QB too. Not in my QB one if if I don't have to. If you've got better options on the waiver, yeah, I'm starting someone over Russ. Um, he's he's gotten to that point in time and. With Denver and how lackluster he that whole offense it. has been, 
where he's approaching that like I'll start him if I need to, but I yeah. need that three weeks sample show size of show me. Yeah. Right Cortland, now he's got one week of show me. Cortland Sutton will always be, uh, especially with Judy hurt potentially still. Uh, he should be back, but with injuries like that, it's because wasn't wasn't it um, a leg? What are you talking about? So, so I was saying about I'm, I'm talking about, about Sutton now, but isn't isn't Judy still out? No. He's back. I'm pretty sure Judy played last week. This I thought week, he got, I thought he got, no, I thought he yeah. got hurt again, though. That's why. No. But, all right, so you're playing Regardless, playing regardless even, with Ju- even with Judy in, Sutton's still a star to me because he's the favorite of Russ. Um, I'm not I'm not playing fucking Alberto. No, I'm not, I'm not touching. I'm, I'm not playing no. Boone. You know what I mean? Like, if you have to start Melvin Gordon, yeah, if he he's your best again. option, then play him. Um Jerry Judy, obviously, there's a lot of people out there that went 50-50 when they were drafted between Judy and Sutton. So if you have to start Judy, start him. But the only person I'm, yeah. I'm realistically starting in that entire offense is Cortland Sutton. Is Cortland Sutton. Now, uh, I want to talk about Indy real quick because... Yeah, I was just going to say, what about the Indy yeah. side of the ball? What's your take on that? So the, the problem I have with Indy is just what the fuck are they doing? Jonathan Taylor is being called right now. And granted, I know everyone's like... The biggest bust he in had, fantasy football. He draft. had a quiet first three weeks last year. Okay, well, yeah, well this isn't he, fucking he last fucking year. He fucking balled out week one. And, and he shouldn't have been drafted first since. last year. Done nothing since. Yeah, I, I took him in this... Uh, I think I was at the turn last year, so I took him second round, third round. Yeah. He was a top two draft pick this year in most leagues. Yeah. Guaranteed top three. Granted, the way he played last year did justify it because he balled the fuck out. And then week one proved that he has that potential of being the number one But then the team just hasn't clicked. Yeah, the team, dude, is just falling apart. And at first, dude, like, I thought, all right, week two, I understand it. You know, Michael Pittman's hurt. You know what I mean? They could, like, just heavily focus on them, and they got the fucking brick speed off of them by the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it was, like, 22 to nothing. They got, they got like... They just got manhandled. And then this past week, the, 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 the receiving uh, you know, champion ended up being fucking the seven-foot giant Mo Alley well, Cox himself. Gigantor. Dude, I was just talking about <laughs> Mo Alley Cox with my buddy Anthony at work, and we were bitching about how they need to get that guy the ball. And, and they must have heard you. Yeah, they must have heard us because we were like, he's like the biggest fucking human being on the face of the planet. <laughs> Next to his counterpart, Jelani Woods, who's like, I don't know, fucking a fraction of an inch taller than him. But they, Well, Ellie Cox, uh, right? Okay, listen. He's, how, how do you not just get those guys in the end zone? Like, Indy needs to get their head out of there. He ass. had six of six catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. But are, are, you, are you starting him this week? I I can't. I'm not, I'm not starting him. I'm definitely worth a waiver wire stash. If I'm hurting at tight end, yeah. If I don't, you know, if I don't have a if, guy, if I'm a guy who drafted like an Albert O, or yeah, even no like fucking, even if I went and I, I targeted like a, a Darren Waller or you know fucking um, just any one of these like big name tight ends. If you brought in George Kittle, yeah, and, di- and, and, and didn't just, get a good replacement, and they're just not <laughs> performing. There's no harm in grabbing Mo Ali Cox off the waivers because he's heavily available in leagues. Just grab his ass and stash. And Indy's going to need a receiver too behind yeah. Pittman, and because we've been we, seeing we, that. We've Pittman... seen that Paris Campbell and those guys aren't it. But we've you know also I mean? seen Alex that... Pierce isn't it. We've also seen that teams are honing in on Pittman this yeah. year. I mean, he's granted, not... he can still ball out, but he's not. 
you know, getting that single coverage, but he, he like, is a dominant alpha wide receiver. Because, like, let's see, week one he had nine catches on 13 yeah. targets, 121 yards, one touchdown. That looked like the Michael Pittman everyone wanted in the draft. Yeah. Hurt week two, eight of nine on, you know, 72 yards, no touchdowns, a little little less, but still nine targets, right? Yeah. Week three, or, or uh, week four, sorry, three of six, 31 yards. Yeah. They, Tennessee, Tennessee is not, is not exactly yeah. a, uh, a shutdown Defense. They're not a shutdown defense, but they do have a defensive-minded head coach. They do. Mike Vrabel, who's very good at taking away a key component. And when Jonathan Taylor's playing like shit, it's going to be very easy for them to eliminate Michael Pittman. Exactly. But All right, so this Thursday night matchup, again, much like Denver, the only player I am truthfully starting with ease is Michael Pittman. I'm not, I'm not even talking Jonathan Taylor. So... You're gonna, let's be honest here. Yeah. You're going to start Jonathan you, Taylor I mean, you have because, because you drafted him capital. in the first round. Yeah. And if you set a first rounder, leave fantasy football. Yeah. Or, or talk yeah, to I me, mean, I'll trade him to you. Yeah, the only way you're going to be able to sit like Jonathan Taylor is if y'all fucking dumb stacked at running back or you're in like an, a six-team league or an eight-team league. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way y'all sit in Jonathan Taylor is if you've got enough If you pulled a miracle out of your yeah, ass. Yeah, if you've got enough pieces for it, but... A short week of rest coming off an ankle sprain. Granted, thankfully, it's not a high ankle sprain. There's no structural damage. No. All the x-rays and shit my only back fear is, So My only fear with Pittman over over Taylor is that statistically Thursday night games I fucking hate are typically night. running back games. Just, just you, usually, I mean, they, they've been different this year, but usually they're low scoring. Usually it's someone that like, running heavy. you wouldn't expect... To just have the breakout. Yeah, J.D. McKissick will run fucking 200 yards out of his ass. It's just, I don't know. But But Thursday night game, like I said, I'm I'm only comfortable starting uh, Sutton and Pittman. I'm I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting Sutton, Pittman, and J.T. I mean, like you say, you got to start J.T. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. No, it's sketchy. All right, now we're going to jump over. We're going to talk about Green Bay and the Giants. Green Bay coming off a delicious victory in a Lambeau Field against Bill Belichick and company. I mean, I don't know if I'd call that delicious. I wouldn't. I'd fucking... How, how do you come in as the reigning two-time MVP? Any chance I get to shit on him, I will. Come in as the reigning two-time MVP with a busted-ass fucking haircut. Yo, I, yeah, I don't <laughs> know. He looked like... You ever seen the sixth... No. It, wait, oh, what's the movie? Is it the sixth sense? No. That's I don't sense. fucking know. What, fifth Element. Yeah, you're struggling. The Fifth Element with, with Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker? Yeah. The, the bad the dude fucking, with yeah. the black hair that goes over to the head. Oh, yeah, he looked like that dude. It was just a horrible haircut, but how but do he, you come in... But he balled out. And you play... He didn't ball out. He balled out. He had a fucking 11... Uh, was, his passer rating was like 11.8 for the first half. Yeah, but then he came back with it, 251 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, it took him five quarters to do it. Hey, you know what? He's fucking garbage. Dude, how do you come in show. and you play a depleted New England defense, no one on offense, and a third-string quarterback? Okay. And you have to go to overtime to beat them. First and foremost, you put some respect on Zappy's name. It's time to get zapped in New England, baby. I don't know about you, but I was watching that game, and every time he completed a pass, I went, zap, zap. Zip, 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 no, zip, zip, I, uh, I tried to watch the game, but it just gave me heartburn right. the whole time. All right, but um, let's get back on track. So, Green Bay, are you starting any receivers from Green Bay? I am. Really? I'm, I'm starting Dobbs. Really? I am starting Dobbs all day and twice on Sunday. This man is coming, becoming quickly the clear-cut number one. He should have had two touchdown passes, but he fucking, when he hit the ground at the end of the game, 
You know yep. what I mean? He fumbled a little bit. I mean, now he I mean, he saw eight targets. And that's his second week in a row seeing eight targets. It's only a matter of time before he starts hitting double digits because he's gaining trust with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 100%. I love it. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, how do you feel about the running backs? Actually, you know what? Before we jump on the running backs. I want to I ask you about Lazard, though. I'm he, done. I'm done. He, was the, he was the receiver one for that team coming in. Yep. There was all this. And we talked about it, too, because Rodgers in training camp talked about how talked Lazard up. was the only guy he trusted. Lazard showed up. Lazard balled out. Everyone, everyone. I'm pretty sure one of his other quotes was was something very similar to "Everyone else besides Lazard needs to like step the fuck up" or something. Yep. Uh, I'm out on Lazard. I'm out on Cobbs. Cobb. Um, yeah, Cobb. Cobbs. I'm out on Cobbs. Uh, now, but but you're in on Stash and Sammy Watkins, right? No, fuck. He's already <laughs> gone. Week, week three, Sammy is already done. Yeah, he, he had his big game, guys. Cut him. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> Uh, the only stash that I'm looking at on that team is Robert Tunyon. He, Even look, he looks like he's starting to become the red zone threat that he was two years ago. But he's he's not the catch machine. He's not going to get you a ton of yards, but he might get you two touchdowns. Yeah, but are you are you dropping a different tight end for him? Or uh, is he someone you would pick up? Because I know a lot of I'd, guys will draft one tight up. end. I'd pick him up. And based off of like matchups, I would start him over guys like Gerald Everett. Uh, Tyler Ooh. Higby, Ooh. Uh, Noah Fant, Will Disley. Okay, well, yeah. you know what I mean. That that area, Cole Komet, fucking, you know, all these guys, Dawson Knox, Will Disley. Yeah, stop. That. Will Disley's be, he's been nice. Stop that. He's become Geno's like go to guy in the end zone. He looks like the substitute history teacher that also fills in for PE. Yeah, he looks like a top seven tight end right now. How about the fact that Brian? How about the fact that fucking Geno Smith is the nine t- uh, quarterback nine on the year. That. I so I lost Tua in the fan. I have Gino. All right, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's do it. Let's... All right, so Robert Tunyon, I like him, uh, but outside of Dobbs, I don't trust anyone in that fucking wide receiver core. What about you? No, no. I can't. It's just, they're not consistent. Yeah. All right. Uh, running backs. Speaking of inconsistencies, uh, let, let's talk AJ Dillon real quick. AJ fucking AJ fucking Dylan. AJ Delonius. I think he looked. I mean, as the game went on last night, I think he looked pretty good. Uh, he's had a rough couple of weeks, for sure. I mean, but he did. He also saw his second highest touches of the year on seventeen, though, which is yeah encouraging. I mean, yep. you want us, you want to see that, but he only turned. I mean, and he did turn it into seventy three yards. Realistically, what hurt him was not getting a touchdown. Yeah, if you know, he got a he touchdown, gets a touchdown, on that, then you're talking about. You know, a top ten tight, uh, yeah, tight end, top tight end. ten running back on the week. It, yeah, realistically, you know what I mean, realistically, uh, I, I'm still starting AJ Dillon. I have faith. Uh, granted, like I said, the last two three weeks really haven't shown much in what you've expected from him, but I trust him. I'm playing him. I actually, and I still will go on record and say this: I still like Aaron Jones more. Um, oh, I, I like him both. Got, he got 16 touches, one less. Yeah. But he turned it into 110 yards. And yeah. I think if you watch it, Aaron AJ Dillon looked good. AJ Dillon but he hasn't more of a looked between the tackles where yeah. Aaron Jones. He hasn't scat. looked explosive. He's looked yeah. good, dependable, reliable, consistent. Right. Aaron Jones to me has looked more has looked more reliable. I'm still starting both both yeah, running it's backs. It's the Cream Hunt fucking Nick Chubb situation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm starting them both. Absolutely. Um who are they playing? Uh, Giants. Yeah, Giants. All right, let's jump over to the Giants. We got Danny Dimes, dude, getting injured with getting an ankle injured sprain. After running like a 21-yard touchdown. Yeah, right? and then Tyrod Taylor coming in and taking over. And now guess who's out? 
Tyrod Taylor. Were they what they break his other lung or something? Yeah, they punctured his other yeah. lung. You see Saquon even took a few snaps at QB <laughs> for a little bit. They're, they're still, I, they're still I, running the Wildcat. <laughs> uh, that whole offense, dude, is a joke. Uh, Kadarius Tony, not the whole out, offense. Out again, not the whole you know offense. What I mean, uh, Wondell Robinson not healthy. Fucking, I'm Richie James, bitch. Doing yeah. nothing. Danny Dimes getting hurt. I mean, granted, you're really not starting him anyways unless it's a bye week replacement. Yeah. Or you're a weird in a weird QB two yeah. sixteen man league <laughs> and you fucked up. Uh, <laughs> what else? I don't even know who their tight ends are right now. I'm Realistically. Um, I think Saquon's a must start though every single week. This Sa- Saquon is, is he feels like vintage Saquon. He got knock he, on wood. He feels please. like yeah. I don't know if yeah. Knock on your dick. Um, um he got thirty one. Yeah. He got thirty one carries that game. I mean, yeah, it was due to quarterbacks yeah. getting hurt. But I mean, if he can stay healthy, you know what I mean. That's his biggest gripe. If he stays healthy, dude, no one's gonna be able to touch him. He's outperforming CMC. He's He's a better overall running back than Nick Chubb, who I think is the RB1 on the year right now. I think so. Um, but, dude, Saquon is a must-start. I mean, he single-handedly beat my beat me in my league this year because yeah. I was spanking Kristen. <clears throat> and then between fucking Saquon Mahomes and Kelsey, her fucking three-headed They monster, said, nah, never mind. Yeah, they just fucking dragged their nuts all over me. So, Saquon must-start. Everyone else, fuck off. Basically. Next up, we got a clash of the Titans. We got Detroit versus New England Patriots. I am genuinely so excited to watch this game because of how excited I am for the for the fucking Lions this year. I, I think the Lions come into, you know, Foxborough and they just destroy I, well, I, us. I said it to start the season. The Lions, in my opinion, are like we're the dark the, the dark horse team. I see them going to the wild card. This past week, they didn't have DeAndre Swift. Nope. They didn't have the sun god himself, Amon Ross St. Brown. Nope. They didn't have DJ Chark. They didn't have DJ Chark. Jamison Williams is he still, still hurt. still has not made his appearance. So, so what happened? Josh Reynolds, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, and said, and Jamal Williams said, hold my nuggets. nuggets. Suck my dick. All right, so in fantasy football, you want a perfect storm. Do you know what that perfect storm is? Uh, a, g- a gentleman named Josh, named uh, TJ fucking Hawkins. <laughs> no, no. So having a great offense and a really shitty defense. Yeah. They're right, going to have to Right now, it. Detroit is the number one offense in the league. And the worst ranked defense, right? And they have the 32nd ranked defense. So I took Hawkinson and like a lot of daily fantasy things this weekend mm-hmm. because it just statistically Everything made sense. just said he's going to ball out. No, I don't give a fuck how good you could have been the most diehard Lions fan. Even you did not think that TJ Hawkinson would go eight for twelve, 179 yards and two touchdowns. My man said Tyreek who? Travis what? <laughs> what my mock what? Mandrews? Get out of here. Yeah, Mike Andrews? Mark, Get out of here. With that. What? Like again, I thought and then even aside from that, you had fucking Jamal Williams. They all balled out. Let's go position by position. Let's stop bouncing around. Okay, sorry. We got to go fast. We're getting uh, sidetracked. Okay. Are you starting TJ Hawkinson this week? He's a must start. You have to start him. The only the only thing I will say about TJ Hawkinson is if you're not a firm believer like I am, then sell him now and sell him fast. If you can flip him and get like a Kyle Pitts, you know what I mean? If you want to go that route. For someone struggling... That you know can be... Like, I would say Pitts plus one. Oh, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you want to go down that route or, or even try to package him yeah. and go out and get in an Andrews who had a very bad week. 
Or if you're one of those weirdos that genuinely loves Fryermuth, you know, go for a nice receiver or running back and have him yeah. add in Pat Fryermuth. But if you have faith in Hawkinson like I do, you're starting him week in and week out, and you're extremely pleased. Amon Ross St. Brown has already has come in and proven that if he's healthy, he's a he, must-start. He shattered records for, like, longevity. I think he had, like, eight consecutive, eight consecutive games, games with, like, with a touchdown. catches, a touchdown, and over 100 yards. Yeah, like, he's... He's firmly established himself to all the non-believers, and I will include myself. Yeah, I was, was going to say you were you liked because him? I was like, I like him. I love his upside, but can he do it now that everyone's back? And he's continued to do it. And he said, "Hey, Sean, yeah." So if he's healthy, you got to start him. If DeAndre Swift is still out against the Patriots, do you start you Jamal Williams? Smash on Jamal Williams. If DeAndre Swift is healthy, you can play Jamal in your flex. I was, was going to say, him, if you need, him. well, I was going to say, D- D- Detroit has proven that coming off an injury with DeAndre Swift, they will limit him to nine to twelve carries. Yeah, and they will give Jamal Williams seventeen carries still. Yeah, he's very, so, very capable of being an RB one. I say going forward in the league for the rest of the season, if there's any kind of injury designation on DeAndre Swift, you have. To I'm comfortable Williams. putting Williams in flex. Now, speaking of like injury guys subbing in, subbing out, whatnot, um, DJ Chark. As much as I love him, you cannot start no. him until he proves it. Um, Here's my Josh point. Reynolds. That was that was a fucking dart throw. If you played him in DFS, good for you. We told a guy not to, to play someone else over him because there's no fucking way in hell yeah. we thought Josh Reynolds would be this. No, no I, I didn't. I thought he would be out there as like a decoy. Yeah, don't even touch him this you know week. What I mean, I, I'm not starting him this week. Now, um, here's my question to you, Jared Goff. I was gonna say, I t- I put Goff to start this season. As a quarterback, you can set it and forget it. He might have a big game here or there, but he's your comfortable he's your comfortable start that you can trust. Crack a beer open to that. That's a I'm mini, not drinking it's a Mountain Dew. It's a mini Mountain Dew. <laughs> um That's a good analogy. You know, and I'm still gonna keep him like that, you know, because yeah. last week showed he's he could have the big game. Now no one pegged the big game being with three guys to throw it to. I think they still lost, right? I think so, but they can't fucking catch a break, bro. They put up like forty points. But on fantasy, every yeah, but game. in fantasy, he killed it, and he's been he's been yeah. doing great. We we said that, you know, Jared Goff, dude, he had one bad year, but this is still a guy who took the Rams to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Who made Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, relevant? You know what I mean? He's, I'm gonna, a, he's a very capable quarterback. If you believe in Derek Carr, then you should believe in Jared. Well, Goff. I was gonna say, I, th- there's a couple of guys I want to ask if you would start him over. Go ahead. And Derek Carr's one of them. Would you start I'd Goff st- over Carr? Right now, the way Carr is playing, I'd start Goff. With how they're playing right now, are you starting Goff over Joe Burrow? No. Are you starting Goff over Trevor Lawrence? Yes. And how about Kirk Cousins? That's like a 50-50. I'm going golf over Cousins because yeah. people are figuring him out, and it's... I got, I got a good one. We'll you. get to that. You're but. going golf over uh, Russell Wilson? I'm going golf. you going golf? Here's one for you. You going golf or Bailey fucking zapping for the Patriots, baby, because they're playing them. Ah, I'm going golf. Yeah, good good call, good call. Right. What about the Patriots? You playing anyone on the Patriots? I'm So, Ramadre Stevenson and Damian Harris... Have come it. out the past two weeks and proven that throughout all the struggles offensively, the Patriots are still going to use us, and we're going to get our and we're going to get ours. Yeah, because I'm not playing Hunter Henry. I'm not playing Jonu Smith. Uh, what about Devontae, Devontae Parker? Parker, dude? Just two boomer bust. I need to see one more like active week from him before I can feel comfortable even sliding him into my flex slots. Um, I mean, Ramondre Nelson Stevenson. Nelson Aguilar, I'm not fucking around no. with. 
Kendrick Bourne, they need to get that man on the field. Well, because my question is, they need to get him out of the doghouse, and they need to start playing. My question is, with Devontae, are we did you know did Devontae just step up because Jacoby was banged up and then missed a game, and then when he comes back, is he you know a non-factor again? That's what I mean by that. I want to see one more week. Ramondre Stevenson, back to the running backs, got 14 touches, 66 yards, and caught four passes, 23 yards. Damian Harris, really, they they both balled. I'd say he didn't do. He got. They, he got they, 18 touches, yeah. 86 yards, and caught a pass for negative two yards. That's pretty yeah. important. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're I mean, Damian Harris. I had him as a as a as a flex lock last year, and you gave me shit a couple times until you actually looked at it and realized that he was getting 20 touches a game. He's solid. He's still getting. Eight, you know, they're both, especially now with the quarterback struggles. Damian Harris and Rajay Stevenson are at minimum to me a flex lock on your team. Yeah. We good. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Pittsburgh and we got Buffalo. Uh, this matchup, dude, I'm, I'm playing. The, you, I mean, there's certain plays you got to play. Uh, if you drafted Josh Allen, obviously you got to play him. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, obviously you got to play him. Um, and then we get down to the nitty gritty. Well, you know, here's there's one in my opinion that might be a must start. You know, for in, in, in my mind, it is in this game because people drafted them high. Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's defense. Uh yeah. With I the mean, rookie Kenny Pickett, I mean, he came in and immediately threw three, three fucking picks. Yeah, it's going to be his first game taking the reins, unless they give it back to Mitch, who's been proven. A lot of people call him Mitch the bitch. Yeah. So you so know, we're playing what? Josh Allen. I'm 100%. playing Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Hundred percent. Playing Buffalo's defense. Hundred percent. Do you are, you? are you? Are you? If Gabe Davis is healthy, this is where it comes. We talked about it earlier. I think if Gabe Davis is healthy. And all reports are showing that he's he's getting better and he's healthy, and he's not going to play banged up. I think you play Gabe Davis over Isaiah McKenzie. I was going to say concussion. the same thing. If they remove, if if Isaiah McKenzie clears concussion protocol, which I'm not going to lie, with everything going on in the Tua thing, I think yeah, that really. I think, yeah, I think they hold him out just for. Yeah, you know, I think not only his sake, but like the team's sake in general. Well, yeah, I think the well, I think the NFLPA also just says, hey man, like yeah, just give him a week yeah. off. So if Gabe Davis goes in without an injury designation, he's he's a start. Yep. Now on the flip side, Are you playing I'm, Dawson Knox? No, no, I'm 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 off the Dawson Knox wagon. I feel like Dawson Knox ended up last year being Very, a case, yeah. well, a case more of there wasn't a reliable receiver two option. Yeah. So he just got a couple of games where it took off. I think this year Josh Allen has has better receivers. He's got a, yeah, he's definitely got a better receiver. And player. I think and I think, and I think if you watch there he's blocking more too, yeah. Knox. But on the Steelers, I'm not touching either quarterback. What? Uh the running backs. Oh, fuck, I hate. Yeah. I hate well, it's cuz I hate the, them. That's the running why. back they, their backfield is a mess. I mean, the only somewhat startable running back is is going to be Devin Singletary. You're not going to play Zach Moss. Uh James Cook, he's still irrelevant. You want to stash because he's he's getting upticks in usage, but he still hasn't done anything. Um, but yeah, Devin Singletary, only person I'm starting. I mean, Devin Singletary, it's one of those things where he had a big game the week prior. But if you re- if you realistically look at it, that was because he was heavily used in the receiving game. I was gonna say his whole fantasy value is very yeah. game script dependent. He got 11 targets against Miami. You know that's not gonna happen week to week. He yeah. kind of caps at about a 10 to 12 carry game. If you like him against the matchup, you can put him in, in the flex. I don't like him in this matchup. Yeah, I wouldn't play him. Uh, so jumping over to Pittsburgh. Finally. Speaking about Kenny Pickett. 
Uh, I'm not starting you, either are quarterback. You, are you grabbing him and stashing him in, no. a, in hopes that like he, he emerges as something, or are you just not touching him? If by chance he's available in a dynasty mode still somehow, yeah. I say scoop him up. If in a normal redraft league, I don't think he's worth it with the other people that. Well, you in, eat. yeah, in, I I agree, but in superflex. Oh, in two QB league, yes, I, I'd take a dart throw. You know what I mean? I'd stash him. You know what I mean? Especially maybe, if maybe he was lost horrible to week one, and it was just him getting thrown in, and maybe we see things turn around now that he's got a full week as the starter going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a superflex and you lost two, he's worth the dart throw, hundred percent. Outside of that, I just think it might be tough in any other league outside of that because he looked like shit when he came in. I know he looked like shit, but for some reason I feel like him taking over as a quarterback elevates everyone else's fantasy value. Not his, but everyone else's. I, I hope so. I mean, I mean, we've seen it with, with Pickens. Yeah, but Deont- De- we also saw Deontay Johnson go from averaging 10 receptions a game or 10 targets a game to four yesterday. But, I mean, if you think about practicing. You know practice? Yeah, practice. Not a um, game, practice. When you bring in that backup quarterback, they have a repertoire and they have trust in that lower, on the depth chart. The lower receiver. echelon players. Yeah, so Kenny Pickett, we've seen him ball the fuck out. You know what I mean? I think he cracked over 100 yards for the first time in his NFL career, short-lived. Um, but Kenny but Pickett? I think Kenny Pickett. It's his fin- first game. Oh, Pickens. Oh. Pickens cracked 100 yards. Okay, okay. Yeah. Pickens and Pickett, it's going to be tough with this guy. Jesus Christ. Um, but I think he elevates everyone. I know we didn't see it this week. Claypool didn't do fucking jack shit. Deontay had one of his worst games of his career. But I think now that he's solidified as a starter moving forward, I think we see Deontay Johnson go back to the must start every week. Do you agree? I I mean, I still have him I, like as a must start. I, I never removed him. At, I got him as a must start wide receiver too. I have him as a must-start minimum flex, depending on your receiving core. Yeah. But he should at least be a receiver, too, versus upside. But outside of that, I'd love to see Claypool or Pickens at this point. I just Pickens want to see has one showed of them, the athleticism. Yeah, just emerge as that reliable exactly. receiver, too, on that team. Pickens has shown the athleticism, and I think there was a stat. I haven't checked it for this week, but going into this week, he had the team's longest reception in every single game. But it was typically one of his only two catches. I want him or Claypool... To just emerge as a re- as a fantasy relevant player, until now they're both at best a bench stash. Yeah, Pickens more than Claypool, I think. Yeah, uh, well, I would go Pickens over Claypool as well. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about the Muth? The Muth is Luth. The Muth is Luth. Uh, I'm I'm just I mean, depending on on who you have, if you have him as a tight end, you know, two on your team, then look who you have. But. I have him as a as a higher end tight end option this week for the simple fact that stati- I mean he'd been doing good this week this year regardless and then statistically speaking you see struggling quarterbacks use their safety blankets yeah. which are typically the big bodied tight ends and Muth can can handle that yeah I mean based on this matchup and how slow the Patriots you know linebackers are I think which is very I think the Muth uh, has has a breakout game I think he dominates this game I I I think the potential's there hundred yeah. percent. Um, Will it happen? I think that that I, I'm not I'm not sold fully, but I do get you know that that would be a very patriot esque thing for this season so yeah. far to let the rookie come in and just use his tight end to carve us up. Yeah. How do we feel about the running backs, dude? How do you feel about the struggling Najee Harris? I'm still keeping Najee in. He's I mean, one of those guys. To. Yeah, he's you, one of those you guys. Took him in the first round, maybe the late second, depending on how he drafted. But I did this. When he had a somewhat decent game like two weeks ago, 
and I fished for someone that was looking for, that that was still sold on him, and I found someone. Um, I'm not doing that on Jonathan Taylor yet, but I'm not against it on uh, on Nachi for the simple fact that he hasn't looked as explosive, and with the struggles you're seeing. And how good Jalen Warren's actually looked behind him. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to start seeing a little bit of... A little bit of a timeshare. Yeah, not a huge one, but enough to knock Najee out of that first round, maybe you know, second round. Najee looks tired. Yeah. yeah. He looks tired. He, got, he carried that fucking team on his back last year. He had minimal rest. And then, you know what I mean? He comes in and he's instantly banged up. He barely avoids a Liz Frank injury. Yeah. Like, he's just... He's hurting... That offensive line is absolute dog shit. They're getting penalties left and right. You know what I mean? And and Najee, coming into it, we knew he wasn't going to be this, like, Jonathan Taylor. fed up, though. You know what I mean? Explosive back. He was going to be the volume workhorse. You know what I mean? Between the tackles. Zeke Elliott type back. But he looks like he just, he needs help. He looks tired and tired of it. Like, if you watch him, like, there's a couple times where he'd actually break off, like, a six, seven-yard chunk. But it could call back for a hold, and then yeah, he, and then he looks pissed. Because then it's like you know, why do I even want to give my all the next one? I'm tired, and I just yeah. busted my ass for seven yards, and you got it pulled back. So if I'm if I have Najee, I'm probably gonna see what I can get for him. You're trying to trade him? Yeah, I might try to see you know, or not not trying to, but I'm gonna maybe entertain some offers, maybe toss them out in, in, in the group chat, let someone know, hey guys, interested in, in, in moving Harris? See who still holds him in high regard. See what you can get. My question to you is. What would you find an appropriate trade for Najee Harris at this point? Uh, obviously, I mean, based on the draft capital of Najee, you're going to want a running back in return. Um, I'd probably reach out to, like, an Eckler owner. You know what I mean? Someone He's who has been game, struggling, though. who had a big game that you could maybe convince that, hey, that was just a, a fluke. Let me take this guy on. I'll give you the, the rock steady, solid, consistent, Do you- young running back. Um do you maybe reach out to a frustrated Joe Mixon owner and stress that he's been nothing but volume dependent? See, I don't know because Mixon is struggling hardcore. I mean, granted, like, he did have a, a decent game last week, but his volume, everything just looks down. That offense looks like it's struggling. Um, I'd actually prefer Najee over Mixon. Okay. Um, but if you can move Najee for a mix and plus one, that's what, yeah, that's kind of what I was aiming for. Is you know stress I mean? the I, fact I, that they're I may do that. that that they're you know he's touch dependent and see if maybe he'll toss in an underachieving you know like like a Brandon Cooks or something or. But if you are looking Godwin. to move on from a Najee, I think I would attack. Um, you know what I mean, the Javante Williams owner. I, I would see what their best yeah. options are. And see where they're strong at and, you know, attack them and try to get some players off of them. Absolutely. Because right now they're in panic mode. Absolutely. Rolling down into a hot topic, we got Miami versus the Jets. Let's talk the Jets real quick. How do you feel about Zach Wilson coming back? Well, I'll be honest. He looked good. He even caught a touchdown. He looked good. He caught a touchdown in his return. Our man, I think, said, you know, Joe Flacco started the ball out. I got to show these guys why they're building a team around me. Uh, I'm still not starting him, but I am stashing him. Uh, I'll pick him up because if he's going to play like this, week or two, he's going to become a starter. You know what I mean? He's going to become fantasy uh, viable, especially with all his uh, weapons getting healthy. Um, are you, are you, How do you feel about Zach Wilson? I like him. I'm definitely taking him as a stash. Um, he, if he's available in a QB two league, you're an idiot to not take him. 
I was worried that, you know, with Joe Flacco looking as good as he was that, you know, they'd keep him. But Wilson came in and said, hey, I can do it too. Perfect. Uh, how do you feel about Corey Davis in the wide receiver room? He caught a touchdown. Yeah, I'm all set with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of that same way, you know what I mean? We know what Corey Davis is. He's a great NFL player, um, but he's not too reliable as a, a fantasy asset. I think he's what to this team. I think he's just to this team what Cole Beasley was to the, the to Bills. The Bucs, yeah. You know, where he'll have one or two big games, but for the most part, He's gonna be, you know, a couple catches here and there. Yeah. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna touch receivers on this team, and you should, uh, your number one's Garrett Wilson. You're going He's, Garrett Wilson. And then you're gonna and the, and I think Elijah Moore should still be on your radar as a stretch. Don't give up the world for him. No. But if I'm, you know, these are two very uh, alpha esque wide receivers. Either of them. Like are, if this offense can click, yeah. Those those two wide receivers could join that group of. Like we talked about the Higgins and Chase or the Jefferson and Thielen. Or, oh, absolutely. You know I mean? They're and because the thing is, they're both of them are capable of taking over the game. Yeah. If they shadow one more than the other, then the other one can step up. And I think Zach Wilson, you know, the the, the Cougar chaser has shown that he yeah. wants to be the facilitator of the ball. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm I'm going I'm I'm definitely getting Wilson. Um, you know, especially after a down week on both those guys, I'm going to reach yeah. out. I'm going to reach out to the owner and see if I can maybe buy love fish fish either of them. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Tyler Conklin? I, I liked mean, him. He is currently the. I tight started end. him over Gerald Everett. I think he's the tight end three on the season. He was till this season, till yeah. this game. He still didn't have a bad outing, especially for tight ends. Like we've said in the past, they're very touchdown dependent. Oh yeah. Um, and I think. Last week, maybe they honed in on Tyler Conklin because he's been red hot. See, I would I would argue a different reason would be that with Zach Wilson coming back from injury, maybe you know, and I have to watch the game script. Yeah. Maybe they kept him in a little more to block so that Wilson could be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, prior to this, he was seeing eight targets a game. I know that was from Flacco, but you don't you don't just go from eight targets a game to nothing to nothing. Yeah. So I still like Conklin. I still think he's a viable streamer tight end. I don't think he's your number one tight end option. No, but he's definitely worth like a stash, especially because he's basically still fucking free. Well, I was gonna say I picked him up. Yeah, I I put in three waiver claims that week and I got all three of them. Yeah, and he was one of them, so I know he wasn't in high demand. So if he's still available, you need to grab him. And depending on who you have, like I'm sorry, right now I'm probably starting unless Kittle goes off tonight. I'm I'm starting Conklin over a guy like Kittle. Yeah. I'm starting him over Ingram, Alberto, Noah Fant, obviously those guys we already mentioned. Conklin's put himself in the top, you know, five to seven that I'm comfortable starting. Conklin this year is what Dalton Schultz was to you last year. Yeah, the guy that you didn't believe would be that good. Yeah, but he keeps proving you wrong. Yeah, or like, or he even doesn't the, have like the massive fucking, you know, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. Or maybe even the Mike Jacecki, perhaps. But he's constantly in that, you know, tight end five to tight end three yeah. range. Or even like the Mike Jacecki, where like, you know, a lot of the games Mike Jacecki didn't get the top was because he was lacking a touchdown, but he had the yardage. Yeah. You might see Conklin, you know, have the yardage, but he's lacking that touchdown. How do you feel about the running backs? You, I, I, I mean, they, I had, love they both Hall. fucking struggled, but. I love Brees Hall, too. But they gave him 18 touches. He finally takes over Michael Carter? 100%. I mean, I think if you look at it, he did. He got 18 touches. Yeah. I think if you get 18 touches, you're the clear favorite, at least for that day. Yeah. And he had been – we talked about it. He'd been been the more explosive, entertaining, agile back that had done more with his carries. We had talked about, you know, Brees Hall potentially taking over fully for uh, Michael Carter in that backfield. However, like we both said, you know what I mean? You draft him, you stash him. 
because we didn't see the the breakout until you know week six or potentially after their bye week but it looks like it's coming sooner than later i mean straight up Michael Carter you know, got nine touches to Brees was 18. Yeah. That's been the biggest split they've had so far. They've typically been around like 55, 45, 60, 40. This was a clear, I'm getting more than you, and I don't see that turning around. All right, so let's jump on over to Miami. Jump on over. We already talked about tour at the beginning of the episode, so we're not going to really no. harp on that. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Didn't look bad. Didn't, didn't look great. Did not look He looks like what he is, which is... A backup quarterback who's going to game manage. I mean, the thing is, though, he had such potential coming out of college. He really did, dude. I was so hyped up when he went to Minnesota. You know what I mean? I thought that was going to turn his shit around. I still think, though, with the offensive weapons they have, he, you know, he'll still at least keep, he'll keep the guys re- relevant. My question is, you know, is, you know y'all, you're not starting. You're, you're not uh, starting, you're not obviously. Start, yeah, you're not starting. My question is, what the fuck do you do with the running backs? I have I'm Chase. Not touching I have Chase Edmonds in a league or two. Not touching. And I have Mostert another one. And it's the most frustrating fucking thing because I feel like whatever running back I start, they're becoming, the other they're, one is the one that gets the looks. They're, they're roster clogs right now because they're not bad enough for you to drop, but they're not good enough and trustworthy enough for you to start or even trade. No, it's it's hard. Like same thing with the tight ends, dude. Yeah, like, like I'm not doing anything with Jacecki. Edmonds had the big game like two weeks ago, I think it was, yeah. and I tried to move him in the league, and everyone's like, "Cool, he did nothing the prior week to yeah. that." So, so we're not touching the running backs. Nope. We're not touching the tight end. And then uh, obviously, there's really only two weapons that you're gonna play. And they're must starts every week. Yeah, they're must starts no matter what. Dude, if you they, ever sit Tyreek Hill, it. it's Tyreek Hill and Jalen. If Waddle. you ever sit Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Fuck you! I hope you lose. Yeah, exactly. So, that, that I mean, we really don't even have to harp on it. That's you, that. You, you got to start him. Yeah. Coming in hot, we got the uh, the twenty eight three champ, Tom Brady taking on the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, I'm gonna ask you right now, how you feeling about starting Tom Brady this year? I'm panicking. I am panicking on Brady and company, not to the point where I'm gonna drop him or hate trade him, but I do not feel comfortable starting. Anyone on that offense, as bad as that sounds, outside of, outside Mike, Evans. of Mike Evans. I was gonna say, I was, outside of Mike because Evans. Because Mike Evans gets fucking fed. He doesn't even, like, even if he doesn't get fed, he makes the plays. He's a big-ass red zone target. Well, He's been solid his whole fucking life. The, 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 the announcer, whoever it was, in the game yesterday, actually pointed something out that, that, like, I was like, oh, shit, I love that about Mike Evans. They're using Mike Evans to run that middle-of-the-field just streak that they used to run with Gronk. Yeah. And that's Brady's favorite fucking target to yeah, hit. Yeah. So he does that. Right up the middle, throw your fucking hand I'm, up. Fournette's confusing me because they're using white intermittently at the most inconvenient of times. Yeah. Like it's like. He it, had like double digit fantasy points last week and I think he had uh, six, uh, five, no, four carries, six yards, and then he went five for five with 50, uh, 50 yards receiving yeah. a touchdown. And then, but then he won't get, but then they'll like sit him the next game. So. That whole offense, I have to wait and see now that uh, yeah. Julio's somewhat healthy, uh, Godwin potentially coming back. I, Maybe yeah. this offense starts to click, but outside of Evans, start I'm Evans, stash the rest. I'm not starting anyone. Granted, you probably have to start Brady unless there's better options on your waiver. You also probably have to start Leonard Fournette. Um, oh yeah, I feel comfortable with Leonard Fournette. I don't feel great. I feel great with Evans. 
I don't feel good with really anyone else. I used Godwin to plug in because Amon Ross St. Brown got hurt, and that's how I plan on viewing Godwin this week. If you have an injury and someone goes down, plug him in your flex if you need. If you need. But he should not be yeah. a, 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 you know someone you're going for. Yeah, because he's becoming that kind of player, too, where, like... It's streaky. It's it's not streaky. It's, is he going to get hurt? Did they rush him back too quick? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, moving on to Atlanta. How do you, are, how do you feel are, well, about we, Atlanta? We already covered Algier. Yeah, we covered um, Algier. We see. like Algier. He's a wait and see. Um, um, Mariota, to me, against Tampa? No. Horrifying. No. Horrifying. Uh, I If you can afford to sit Kyle Pitts, I know most of you can't. Um, I'm sitting him. Granted, yeah, he did have that one big game where he had like 80-something yards. But this Tampa defense what about, is no, no joke. What about Drake London? I mean... He's the only option on offense. He, he really is. I think he's he's flex worthy. You know what I mean. That's what I was gonna say. I think but, if anything, he warrants a flex consideration. Yeah, and that that's just about it. You know what I mean. This is gonna be a gross matchup, boys and girls. That's not gonna I, be a fun I, game. I don't see a lot of fantasy points coming out of this. Game. I considered riding Brady again this year, and then something in the draft told me not to. Glad Bada I did. Bing. <laughs> now this next matchup we're gonna talk about. I am. Thoroughly excited. I'm not, because fuck you, Rashad Because DK Metcalf is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So We're talking Seattle versus New Orleans. I, I, I like this matchup. Let's, let's talk Seattle. Let's talk about Geno Smith and how he is the let's quarterback. Let's talk about Geno Smith. Quarterback nine on the year right now. I think as much as I... I would play Geno this week over Brady. I was... Okay, let's... I would. I, Tell I me you wouldn't. I'm not having that discussion. Against New Orleans? I'm not having this discussion. All right. Because I just thought about it and got acid reflex trying to talk about it. So as much as I want to have this discussion, I can't talk about Gino Smith and Tom Brady in the same. I just, <laughs> I can't. It, I don't give a fuck. Gino win would need, Gino, Gino win. Gino Smith would need to win the MV fucking P for me to even allow myself. And, and it's not a knock on you, Gino. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah, that dude is balling out. I though. can't. What I was going to say is Gino Smith has made himself a super flex must start. Oh, hands down. And I would say matchup dependent. I was gonna say, yeah. in a QB one league, he's matchup dependent. matchup dependent. I'm starting him over this week. I'm starting him over Brady. I, I'd say where I would draw the line is Matt Stafford. Even the <coughs> and that, that's the line. You Even then, I mean? I'm starting him over Lawrence. I'm starting him over Bridgewater. Derek Carr. I'm starting him. Derek Carr. No. Uh, we'll get to that yeah. when we get to, when we talk Raiders. But I don't know, man. That's he's. Looked I just scary. I, I like him, dude. He, he he's showing that he's going back to the Geno from when he was with the Jets. You know what I mean? That one year where like he moved around on the ground, everything started clicking. He's using his weapons. Like Geno, if you have him and you need to start him, start him. Uh, yeah, if you're worried about you know a Tom Brady or maybe an Aaron Rodgers not having a, a good game, you know, back to back. Geno, fucking 320 yards, two touchdowns against the Jets. Or against the Lions. Seven rushes, 49 yards at a touchdown. Yeah. God damn. He's moving. Uh, moving on from Geno. Let's talk uh, wide receivers, dude. I'm starting uh, I'm starting. I'm starting, both. starting Metcalf. I'm starting both. He, he, he looks like he's back. He looks like he's starting to build repertoire with Geno. Same thing with Tyler Lockett. Like, I'm starting them both. If you got him, you start him. As much as I don't like Tyler Lockett, yeah. he's seeing close to a, a double digits, every, at least, if not more, Every single week. Yeah, he's becoming the volume guy while Metcalf's becoming the big play guy. Which is what they want. Which wanted. is what you want, yeah. So I'm uh, going for it. Tight ends. 
Not touch it's, it's messy. Not touch it. But if you have to start one, I'm starting Disley. Just, yes, but if you if you have to start them, if you have to reevaluate your team prior and maybe try to fish for a trade. Yeah. Uh, because I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable. I'll, I'll start them if I have to, but I won't like it. What about uh, Rashad Penny? Fuck is, Rashad is, Penny. Is he back? No. Can we trust him? No. I think the you said it yourself. The Lions are the 32nd ranked defense. Yeah. I think you need to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's. I would trade him if you can. If, oh, I, I, would I would heavily target the Javante Williams owner. I was gonna say I would find the Javante owner and find maybe the ty- uh, Taylor owner who's fucking panicking for yeah. Thursday. Leonard Fournette. You know what I mean? Someone who's underperforming and yeah. just and and try to offload Penny because yeah. I think this is going to be his best. That try was his fish, best game of the try season. Try to fish for a sneaky receiver that yeah. that, that you know is up and coming. See, like yeah. Garrett Wilson, exactly. Maybe. Like just saying because yeah. I mean you're not as as much hype that we had on Kenneth Walker. Um, he just it doesn't look like Pete Carroll trust him enough and to give him the ball. Even with the hype I had on Rashad Penny. He should not have been one of your first receive, uh, running backs off no. first two running backs off the board. He he in your draft he should have gone right in that CPAT range. Yeah, that right right in the I would yeah. say even a little below that. I would yeah. say he was a low end RB two, a high end RB three. Yeah. So uh, I'm you know at this point in the season, there's what, what the receivers that aren't producing like they like they have been. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about this team a little more in a second, but like maybe an Olave, maybe a Garrett yeah. Wilson, maybe one. Uh, Traylon Burks, if you're if you're if you're a fan of him, or a Drake London, try to reach for one of those young guys <coughs> that still has some doubt to their name. If, a, do- a Randy Dobbs. Do you know who I, I was going to say? If you want to talk sorry. young guys who you could probably get in a straight up one on one swap, I would go Dobbs and I would go Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I would target those two guys heavily because the people who own them probably aren't using them right now. No, outside of maybe Olave. Um, but let's stick on the running backs and let's talk. The Saints. Uh, Alvin Kamara missed last week uh, as a game-time decision with the rib injury. Um, I thought he was going to play. You thought he was going to play. We literally were having discussions. We were literally having the discussion, and then the report broke as we were having this discussion. I then had a discussion that remaining of the day. This will be quick. There was a a league where a guy was asking for advice because the person is on the West Coast. They didn't know. They they knew at 6.30 in the morning. So some guy had Kamara in his lineup, and didn't swap him out and ended up leaving him in by accident. They yeah. wanted to know if they could retroactively swap him. I said, no. if you have a guy, and you guys, HG Nation, weigh this in. In my opinion, if you have a guy that is questionable, especially in an early game, you it's up to you to keep him out of your lineup and yeah. pay attention to that injury. And it's one of, unfortunate, unfortunately, it's one of those situations in fantasy football that comes yeah. up where you're faced with a do I or do I not. Yeah. And I mean, it sucks being on... You know, the West Coast and set an alarm, dude, and just get up that 10 minutes prior to game time and see if he's playing. If yeah, you, it you know sucks, I mean? but, you know, if you're doing this and it's a money league, that's yeah. how you win money. You have to. It's called you're a manager for a reason. Yeah. Um, Alvin Kamara, he's questionable going I into this I think he starts. Week. I think if he starts, you have to play him because it's think, Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara, I think him being him being that, that game time decision snub yeah. was – I think that solely had to do with just the travel to London. I think if it had been a home game, he would have had more time and they would have been fine. Yeah. I think he plays Kamara. If he is on the field and he he's on, he's in your lineup, that's just how that goes. Even if he doesn't play, I'm not playing any of the backups. You know, no, I mean? I'm not playing not Ingram. I'm not playing Murray. Uh, Tony Tony Jones Jr. I don't this isn't a true running back, but 
if, Taysom Hill? Yeah, I was going to say, if Alvin Kamara's out, do you run Taysom Hill at tight end? Because they've proven every time they don't have Alvin Kamara on the field, Taysom Hill gets used. Yeah, but that just comes with, I think in a lot of leagues, he's strictly labeled as a quarterback, or he's strictly labeled as a tight end. So that comes with, uh, do you sacrifice another skill position to play him? And I, I, I don't feel comfortable enough with how they use him. Yeah, he's great. In like DFS lineups, but I'm not playing him in in regular as your tight end. No, really, I, I can't do it. I, I would I think say there's better options. I would say if Kamara's out, yeah, I I like him when Kamara's out. I feel like they they let him run a lot, and I think if Kamara's out, depending on your tight end situation, he might be a viable streamer against yeah. a team that's. But regardless, I'm not touching any of their tight ends. I, I just don't feel comfortable enough. Um, I'm saying outside of this Kamara situation, yeah. that's the only time I'd use him. Outside of that, never. What about their wide receivers? Are you playing Michael Thomas no. with the foot injury? No. I feel like Mike. <coughs> I feel like his usage and his target share has gone down slowly. And I think a lot of that has to do with Jameis not being on the field or not being fully healthy. Well, I think it's also just been the fact that Olave showed up. The emergence of Olave. I locked up, I, dude. I, dr- I drafted Michael Thomas, smashed week one. Chris Olave did dog shit. Someone dropped him, and I said, thank you. Yeah. Thank I, you. I think that, you know, Michael Thomas, as much as we love him, Michael Thomas and want to see him be Michael Thomas, I think he's at that point in his career where he's just going to have this nagging injury that's going to take yeah. him out of, you know, kind of like what happened with, with Hopkins last year where he'd play three quarters but miss the fourth or yeah. something like that. And when you're in fantasy football, that's a, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. That's, so, Michael Thomas, dude, if he's healthy – and you have to start him. Flex at best. Okay, uh, if you can afford to bench him, bench him. Olave start he's in the flex a must minimum. Start. He's becoming a, a clear cut wide receiver too, um, especially with Dalton. Um, we all know Jameis when he's healthy has no problem fucking it and chucking it. And can Olave we, has the fucking burners, bro. Can we just talk about the final receiver? What the fuck happened to Jarvis Landry after week one? Uh, he's been dealing with injuries. I, I took I, I him. I want to say he had a an ankle injury. I took him in the waddle trade because yeah. I had, genuinely yeah. thought like he looked I like. Did, yeah. did I think he'd do 104 yards every game? No, but I was. But expecting I thought he'd like do 60 to 70. I was gonna say six to seven catches. You know, between 55 and 80 yards. Yeah, maybe a touchdown. Yeah, and then, yeah, and to, like. I thought he'd be the like the the perfect flex. Yeah, a guy that was gonna get the touch, like, like an Adam Thielen. But in now, a sense. now, honestly, you know, Landry, he's irrelevant. He's, he's becoming droppable. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I mean. He I'm, he is becoming droppable. He's he's gone from I want to start him to all right. I'm gonna wait and see. To can I drop him for someone like a, a, a Pickens? I moved him in the trade I talked about earlier in the Jamar Chase CMC trade, and I was genuinely. So thrilled Were you relieved? when Joey agreed to take him in the trade because it was just one of those Eric. things where it was uh, Eric, yeah, sorry, Eric. my bad, Joey. I apologize, Eric. Fuck you. <laughs> um, because it's, he's just unfortunately as much as that great hot start was, and as much as you want him to be that possession receiver, he they're not using him as such. Yeah. Uh, speaking of receivers, the guy throwing them the ball. Are you starting Jameis if he's back? No. Are you starting Andy Dalton if he takes over? I will not start the Red Rocket. No. All right, me either. Houston and Jacksonville. Now, for, like, even two years ago, you would have thought, this is a dog shit matchup. Fuck both these teams. I'm not starting anyone. But wait, there's more. This year is a completely but different wait, story. But wait, there's more. But wait, there is more. Let's talk 
Houston. Uh, I'm General not, Mills. Not starting. Not starting the general. Nope. Just for the simple fact that he's too inconsistent. I do like what he's doing for that offense, though. Oh, and I do. When I say what I do like what he's doing for that offense. Cook had a bad week last week, but I'm starting Cooks. 100%. He's Cooks is, we've talked about it, one of the most slept-on guys in football. He should never be minimum outside of your flex unless you've built just a crazy team. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins. No. His underlying <clears throat> metrics are showing that he's going to break out soon. Uh, yeah, mine is showing that I'm going to yeah. win Powerball tomorrow. It doesn't mean they're fucking right. Uh, Nico Collins, if you can grab him and stash him, I would. I'm, I'll not, stash st- him. I'm not starting him, but he's definitely I'll stash worth the him grab if, and I, stash. if I'm if I'm hurting at receiver. But he's uh, not someone I'm excited for. Let's talk tight ends, dude. Uh, never, never, not even touching. Not, none of them. None of them. All right. So <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even. Rolling. Are you? No. Do you want Brevin Jordan? Ah, uh, Brevin Jordan. <laughs> if I'm in a tight end premium, I'd stash him. That's it. Uh, even then, like I'm not paying attention to him. Really, let's talk running backs, dude. Sexy, Damian, sexy I, Rexy. So uh, no. All right, uh, Damian yeah, I mean, Pierce. Damian Pierce. I Holy think, fucking breakout! I think what these past two weeks have shown us, you have. He's he came out and fucking said, "I've warranted a flex." God damn it! Yeah, he's come out and he has come out fast and he has come out strong and hard. Giggity. I you, the way he's played in these last two games. I mean, it's very Arian Foster esque. Yeah, I think that on that team, excuse me, you have to start Cooks and Pierce if you have them in a flex because they're one of those guys that, with their usage, their floor is really not that low anymore. It's No. A, for, especially in a flex position, and their ceiling could, is, is great on both. I mean, Pierce is capable of getting 15, 20 touches and breaking them, yeah. and Brandon Cooks is capable of getting 8 to 10 targets and turning turn that in 100-plus yards. All right, and let's, a let's stick on the running backs and move on over to Jacksonville. Where they've got a two-headed problem in that backfield. I'm not, I'm sorry, but after last week, it's fucking hurting me so bad to keep starting. You ETN. want Etn to do so ETN good. I want Etn to fucking take off, dude. He looks every time I watch this kid, he looks like he's got the juice to take off, and it's just not happening. I sold Robinson <laughs> last week in that trade, and I really do think I sold him high. I think you sold at the right time. I did. I, I really do think I did because he's not a fast running back, but he is powerful. I genuinely thought. Yeah, my voice. As I'm 13, my voice cracks. I genuinely thought that that game would get a lot of usage from the receivers, but also the running backs to try to pound that that you know defense. And Robinson and Etn didn't do shit. No. Speaking of uh, like dominating, uh, we all laughed about it in the off season. That contract. Uh, Jesus, Mister Christian Kirk. Has fucking well. So real quick, yes, I'm not. I'm not starting either running back this week. But I'm, I, I uh, am starting Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has come out and said, "Hey, uh, we I'm start. a must start wide receiver too, no matter what." Yeah, like hands down. Oof. Like that, he's fucking we killing get, it. Now here's my question: yeah. If healthy, how you feel about Zay Jones? I like Zay Jones a lot. I like him as a flex. Flex. Um, he's been seeing like eight targets a game. He's one of those guys, dude. Like if I'm looking at my lineup and I'm like, do I start this one? Do I start Zay Jones? Or, you know what I mean? Do I do I risk starting Jerry Rashad Judy. Bateman? Or Jerry Judy. Or Jerry Judy. I'm, I'm starting Zay Jones. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's talking about two potential wide receiver ones on those teams as yeah. opposed to the wide receiver two in Jacksonville. But... Which is un- I, you you but that you don't us, have to say that but that leads us to the the guy throwing him the ball yeah. fucking Jesus himself Trevor fucking, Trevor fucking Lawrence. Lawrence I picked him up this oh. week, this week 
uh, on Granted, waivers. He did not have a great week last week, but you would four ex- fumbles. You would expect that from a second year. You know, I would I would essentially call him a rookie. Yeah. I call everyone that's a sophomore on that team a rookie because of the Urban Meyer experience. Yeah. And but realistically, I mean, he, he came out as the highest toted prospect ever out of college. And but aside I mean, like, did from, lose a football game from the time that he was like fucking seven in Papa Warner until last year. And aside from week four, he proved it. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's, he's been balling great. out. I'm starting Trevor Lawrence in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I started him over Derek Carr, and, and yeah. I'm probably going to do it again. I would. Uh, you know what I mean? I, fucking, dude, if Jacksonville comes out and they slaughter, like, they've hung, they beat Indy, uh, they hung with the Washington Commanders, they should have beat the Commanders, um, they hung with Philly and that high-flying offense, like, just the way they're playing, dude, like, it's it's borderline almost wheels up on that entire offense. There's only one guy I'm not wheels up on, and I'm only starting him because it's a two-tight end league, and that's Evan Ingram. He shows yeah. flashes. He's shown that he can do it. He just, he needs, like... Consistency. Cons- not not consistency. They, they look like they need to design plays for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of just hitting him on the fly as a check down yeah. or as, like, a third option. <clears throat> I think if they start designing plays around him, Evan Ingram becomes a solid starter. I think if you end. have Evan Ingram, don't panic. Sit that, him on your, yeah, sit him on sit your him. bench. Don't get rid of him unless someone offers yeah. you something good yeah. for him. Don't, But don't drop him. No. Next up, we got Tennessee and Washington. Yo, 10 I see. 10 I see. Ooh, I love you. Yawning. God damn. Uh, Tennessee, bro. Uh, Ryan fucking Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I'm not starting him. What, but what, what, what even was this last week? I don't fucking know. Okay, I'm not starting him again, uh, but like Traylon Burks, dude, out on crutches. Obviously, you can't start him. Bobby Trees, Bobby Trees, dude. I, 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 Bobby Trees is probably now a flex worthy start, not based off of what he's done recently, but now that he's the only wide receiver option because yeah, he is the Austin Hooper dude can't fucking get it together. Derrick Henry, <laughs> we'd love to see him catch passes, but they really don't throw him the ball. Uh, he proved us wrong one week, but, you know, Derrick Henry's starting to turn on, you know, King Henry, King of the North, fucking downhill running. But, like, even his fucking, what was it, a 20-something-yard touchdown run? He looks slow. You know what I mean? He, oh, absolutely. He looks beat up. Um, and that entire offense... I think we just summed it up in the one minute we've been talking about it. The only person I'm starting off the Tennessee offense is Derrick Henry. Derrick fucking Henry. And that's not just because you spent a first-round draft pick on him, but purely because he's the only good option on that team. He's he's still the only person on that team who warrants touches. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but he's going to get 20 touches. You know what I mean? Derrick Henry, always a must-start. Washington. Washington. how do you feel about fucking Carson Wentz, dude? He's not my type. I wouldn't fuck him. No. Uh, See what you did there? I might. No, I mean, I picked, I, might. I picked him up, too, in waivers. I mean, he had a horrible week last week. I think, I really think that, so Carson Wentz, to me, is one of those quarterbacks that he's You have similar, to let him play. Similar to Jameis Winston, he's going to give you a big week. Yep. He's going to give you a shit week. And if you plan on if you drafted Carson Wentz with the intent to have him as a starting quarterback I think you had to you, swallow yeah. that pill beforehand and realize that exactly. you're gonna have some big weeks you're gonna have some shit weeks and you had to base your team around that what I do like about Carson Wentz moving forward is the fact that Ron Rivera loves him he loves oh, the yeah. fact that he moves around he loves the fact that he can take the hit 
He loves the fact that he's he's a strong quarterback with a solid QB uh, IQ, and he's got the big arm to back it up. Um, he's got to make more reads on each play, and I think that is where his game suffers. Um, but Carson Wentz, if I got him on the bench, I'm keeping him. If you need the spot, I'm dropping him. If you, yeah, if you, if you suffered the Tua injury, yeah, then I, I, I would feel confident once. So here's my question: If you suffered the Tua injury and you're not really confident in your backup quarterback for whatever reason, maybe you had a Brady as well or something like that. Yeah. Or how do you feel? You know, after that down week, would you maybe reach out to the guy that has Wentz if he's not available and offer him someone that, you know, I would I would make excel? a trade for him. Yeah, <clears throat> without a doubt. Um, he's better than so he's better than you know a Daniel Jones or Baker Mayfield. You're gonna get yeah. off waivers. What I what what else I love about this Carson Wentz experience right now in Washington is the fact that they not only have one, not two, but three viable starting fantasy relevant wide receivers. Absolutely. You would not have remotely touched that subject last year. Not even not, you wouldn't have entertained it. You know what I mean? Scary Terry looks good. Doesn't look great. Doesn't look he's not paying off for what you drafted him as, but he's still solid. <laughs> um, he's a starting receiver. The biggest fucking surprise and in my eyes the closest thing to a Debo Samuel from last year is fucking Curtis Samuel. I was going to say if you said Curtis if anyone but him Samuel he has been oh unreal God. for what, for what, for the, for the fact that I'm, I'm getting hard just thinking about it. In some leagues, he was a dart throw towards the end. Yeah, dart throw at the end. You could probably pick him up after his first fucking somewhat breakout game. Yeah. Week one. Um, not even just him, dude. Like, I'm also starting Jahan Dotson. So Jahan Dotson, to me, I'm gonna want to see one more week and just kind of get a, a look at it. See, I, I think if you have one of those three wide receivers. And you have to start any one of them. If you have to, absolutely. I feel confident starting all three. Am I going to start all three on the same team? Absolutely no. not. But if I'm staring down like Drake London or Jahan Dotson, I'm going I'm Dotson. going London. you going London? He's the, rece- he's the only receiver of that team. Eh, true. Um, you know, the big question, and I'm going to ask you this because you have both motherfuckers on, on your team in our league. Antonio Gibson started the season really hot, has kind of fizzled a little bit. Yeah. Brian Robinson, there's reports Cleared coming out. for gameplay. After being shot, fucking shot twice. twice in the legs. Twice. 50 Cent, write a song about this man. Like, Paul Pierce, get him a deal. Yeah, what up? Like, no, but like, for um, real, you know. I'm, I'm confidently riding Gibson at least one more week to see how Brian Robinson plays. Now, my here's my question. If you're one of those guys that has Gibson and, and Robinson, if, if you're stashing Robinson... If you're using Gibson as a flex, I say definitely. But if you're using Gibson as a running back too, and maybe you had a guy like you know Miles Sanders, or you had Rashard Penny, someone that you could afford to. I mean, okay, maybe not Penny, but like someone else that's promising. Mm-hmm. You know, even an ETN if you like a Brees Hall, maybe. Yep. Would you try to sell Gibson now while he still has some relevance, to may- maybe to that Javante guy? I, I was gonna say I would target the Javante owner. I would target the CPAD owner. I would target the guys who are hurting. The Eliza Mitchell owner, got guys that are feeling the pain of running back injuries. I would target them with Antonio Gibson. Um, Fair. How do you feel about Logan Thomas? No, no, me either. I feel he looks like... good in flashes. Like he he looks like if there wasn't more receiving options on that team, I was gonna he say would be, he would be if, up there. If Dotson or Samuel goes down, yeah, then my then my radar for for Thomas improves. 
But right now, with the mouth to, with the mouth to feed, I just think that he's the, he's odd, the odd man. man. Yeah, he's yeah, the odd, he's man, the odd out. man out. Now we got a, a beautiful old school uh, rivalry matchup, if you will. We got Chicago versus Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota guy. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the Bears. The Bears. I'm. Dad, not starting anyone but Cleo Herbert. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna gonna take, take a flyer on this one. Yeah, you're gonna start Mooney. I'm starting Mooney in a flex this week. I was gonna say I'd love what Mooney did last week. He looked like what you drafted him as. Um, but I I gotta wait and see one more week because dude, Chicago's. Just, I mean, granted, it was not throwing the ball. It was a big. It was a big. You know, chunk of of yards on, yeah, on short. Like a on short. Yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, and he finished with four for ninety four. Um, yeah. But he is the clear receiver one. He does look good when Fields throws it to him. He had four four catches on five targets. Right. Um, and you know, so it wasn't a lot, but it's been the, you know, his second most targets aside from the game prior to that. See, I'm just nervous because, like I said, dude, Chicago's just not throwing the ball. They're I don't not. know if you can pull up Justin Fields, but he's barely oh, yeah, no. like 15 Attempts per game, but, but like it's fucking gross. The problem is on th- on this game, so yeah. that that's gonna have to change at some point. It's it, they're gonna have to. Realistically, the the Chicago Bears have not had a game this year where they've they've had to do that. They have not been forced out of that running mentality. They played San Fran early on, but, it was, but, it, but it was kind of weird. Yeah. That, that was that fucking monsoon game. Yeah, exactly. They played yeah. Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers looked like shit. They played Houston, which is Houston, yeah. and then they played the Giants, where Mooney finally had a big game, or you know had a, his biggest game. They're playing Minnesota next with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Delvin They're gonna Cook. have to sling it. It's gonna, yeah. You're not yeah. gonna be able to just hand it to Khalil Herbert seventy five fucking times, yeah. have him get thirty eight yards on seventy five carries, and lose the game seventy five to nothing. Yeah. If you want to stay competitive, this is the, this to me is the first game of the season where you're forced. To unleash Justin Herbert, yeah, Justin or Justin Herbert. Fields. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, w- I wish maybe. Yeah, you know that's but, what everyone wants him to be. Yeah, dude, Chicago. I'm not starting Fields. I'm starting Herbert. I'm not starting Montgomery. Just Herbert looks like the better back. Montgomery's still going to be. Oh hurt. yeah, uh, I'm taking a dart throw on Mooney. I'm not feeling good about I'm it. Willing I'm willing to definitely put... not starting Komet. I'm not no. starting Pringle. Nope. I'm not starting fucking hurt. any one of those guys. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? The uh, like I said, the only. Player I feel good about is Herbert. On the flip side, Cook or Mattinson get started if they're depending on who's playing. Yeah, Mattinson would be your flex. Cooks an RB one too. That's just yeah non negotiable. Especially uh, it, now that he has the brace on, he's shown that you know Dalvin Cook. He's still Dalvin Cook. Like, don't fucking doubt that man. Yeah, no, he's been boomer. He's been the boomer bust running back. But when he fucking booms, bro, you can hear it for a, you know a city mile. Kaboom! <laughs> Kablam! Uh, with that, but also with that, you know, you know, you start Justin Jefferson. Oh, if you if you if you don't start if Justin you have Jefferson, any quit. inclination in your brain to not start Justin Jefferson, quit. I'm gonna sell you a nice ice cube in the middle of winter. Yeah, I got you know, it's just I, I can't even. There's never he's one of the, he's unsuitable. Yeah. Adam Thielen. I got a timeshare in Florida. I want to sell you right now. Yeah, literally. Everything goes out to those people. Fucking. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But but Adam Thielen though. Yeah, dude. Adam, Adam Thielen, we've we are phasing him out, but he still looks like that pain in the ass. It you know just I 
He's still startable, but I, I don't feel good about it. No? Um, Irv Smith. How do you feel about Irv Smith? I want to fucking like him so bad. I do too, bro. And it, it, it looks... It looks good. He's just not getting the volume. Not So, real quick, back to Adam Thielen. I mean... The guy since week one, yeah, seven targets, eight targets, nine targets, but it's just like what we said. It's yeah. straight touchdown dependency. It's he's very touchdown dependent. Fifty-two yards, sixty-one yards, seventy-two yards. He's not even averaging. He's averaging around ten yards a catch at most. Yeah, but if you watch him play, it's not. It doesn't look it like. Doesn't it doesn't look like. It doesn't he, feel like it. Yeah, he he looks like the checkdown that gets the ball and falls down. Yeah, and then as far as Irv Smith's concerned, when I watch him in. He gets the ball. He he, he looks, looks explosive. explosive. You see what I did there? Yeah. Ah, we finished each other's sentence. Sandwiches. Ah, oh. oh, Jesus. Yeah. But he's only, you know, aside from week two, I mean, he got two, you know, since week one, two targets, eight targets, six targets, four targets. Yeah. It's almost like they want to feed, they want to feed KJ him. Osborne and KJ, or, and Adam Thielen, and, and Irv Smith has to, like, fight for his opportunity. It feels like it, Irv Smith has every metric that screams breakout, but it feels like he's becoming the Logan Thomas where the receivers are just too good right now where they don't have to feed Irv. I wouldn't even say that the receivers as a whole are too good. I think that they're, they're just feeding the receivers, and they're game-planning for that, especially whereas you've been having the question marks at, in, at running backs with the injuries to Cook. I think they've been focusing more on keeping that backfield clean and not you know, yeah. fucked with, so they're keeping them home. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins, you start him if you have to. Yeah, that's gonna be that, that's the if you have to line. I'm I'm of, picking Lawrence over Cousins. Yeah, this I'm week. taking Lawrence over Cousins. Uh, I'm taking a few guys over Cousins. You know what I mean? There's guys that obviously I'm not gonna start over Cousins like fucking Tannehill, Mills. I'm not starting Bridgewater like that whole group. Jimmy G. Cousins, if you need ah. Uh, uh, we'll see you tonight. That's probably where. Yeah, <laughs> we're recording this before oh, Monday During. Night Football is going on right now. But um, depending on how Jimmy G plays tonight, maybe. Next up on the agenda, we've got uh, the fucking charges, bro, and the fucking Cleveland shit stains. So I want to start with Cleveland. You want to start with Cleveland. Let's just agree, Jacoby Brissett's not a starter. Nope. As good as he's looked, he is not a starter. Nick Chubb is the starter. He's the he's RB1. crushing it as the RB1. Hands down, start him. The only two other people on this team worth the consideration for my discussion in a starting point. Mm-hmm. Do you start Kareem Hunt in your flex? You, you play him in the flex as long as you don't have Nick Chubb as your RB1. I've seen guys in that predicament. You cannot run them both in no. the same roster. Do you? Where does Amari Cooper fall for you? He's playing like a wide receiver one. We all know he is not a wide receiver one, but he is definitely a solid flex wide receiver to start, especially where you drafted him. Um, I'm you, starting him. You say he's a he's a playing like a wide receiver one, but he got not last week. He wasn't one catch on four targets, nine yards. Yeah, I'm talking overall. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm flexing him. Yeah, I'm flexing him wide receiver I'll flex two. On I, him. I think. That's what you can expect is a couple of really good weeks and then a shit week, a couple of really good weeks and then a shit week. Um, how do you feel about, like, the other wide receivers, like Donovan Peoples-Jones? No. No? Yeah, me neither. I think the only people you, you <laughs> what just... About, uh, there's only three people on that. Although, how about David Njoku? I was just going to say Njoku, dude, is <laughs> looking like the beast we thought he was. Um, I'm definitely... I'm Honest to God, this week, I'm starting him over Kyle Pitts. 
Really? Yeah, I think Pitts has been playing in the doghouse. That offense is not clicking. And uh, Jacoby Brissett is treating Ninjoku like he's fucking Rob Gronkowski. He's feeding him the ball. And uh, I'd roll with him this week. You know what I mean? The Chargers yeah. have a piss-poor defense. Uh, you got Bosa out. Uh, you got Derwin James out. You got J.C. Jackson out. Yeah. You know, they're hurting. Uh, and I think... And they... I think Ninjoku could pop off. He's poised. Yeah. He's he's definitely... He's one of the, the in my opinion, one of the stronger streamers. If you're streaming yeah. someone... Oh, yeah. He's... He's one of those guys where you can stream him, feel good about starting him, and then not give a fuck if you drop him. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, let's stick in the tight end room. Uh, let's talk about your guy. Gerald fucking Everett. Start him. Gerald Everett. Start him. Sandy... Ah, uh, yeah. San Diego. I do this every fucking time. The Charges. The Charges. Goal yeah, I am. All right. I regret not. I mean, I regret not starting over Conklin. Yeah, because he went off. Um, I think he. Not only does Herbert like him, you trust him. He not, not even that when he he looks He's a big guy with he short looks hands. athletic. He's athletic as fuck. There's a reason why he people makes loved plays him when wherever he's played, and they're yeah. just constantly waiting for the breakout. And he never got the his, right usage. his touchdowns as a tight end aren't you know five ten yard grabs. No, they're, they're eighteen they're to twenty something yard grabs where he's catching it and pushing a dude. Yeah. So when you're playing like that, you gotta start him. Yeah. All right, let's talk wide receivers. You starting Mike Williams? Yes, Mike Hands Williams down. is a lock. If he, Keenan he's Allen, starting to click with Herbert. If Keenan Allen comes back, though, I'm still starting him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keenan Did, does Allen. he does he does he change from your from where you where you view him, or do you no. think Keenan Allen needs to come back, stay healthy, improve it first? I think Keenan Allen needs to come back, stay healthy first. Okay. It, once he's healthy, I mean, you get you got to start Keenan Allen. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I don't think that affects my outlook on Mike Williams. I took I would have taken Mike Williams in the draft over Keenan Allen. Yeah, you know we had that discussion, which um, was surprising. Yeah. Uh, outside of Keenan Allen, you know what I mean? I'm not fucking around with any of the other guys. Not worth I, it. I really don't have a lot of faith in them. Not worth it. Um, they've had, like, boom games here and there, but it's just not worth it. Justin Herbert is a must start. How um, Now, how are we feeling after this week? There was a lot of people doubting this man. And I think he heard them because he came out and Austin fucking Eckler went loves, off. You know he loves fantasy football, right? Yeah. You know he does... Uh, uh, what is it called? Eckler's Edge with Matt Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And reception perception and all that shit. Like, dude, he loves fantasy football. He likes the game. He's a solid guy. I listen to him. Um, he knows he goes out there and he busts his ass, dude. And he, you know, makes sure everyone understands. It's not like he's not trying. You know what I mean? He goes out there and he gives it his all. Um, Austin Eckler, dude, I think he's back. I think that offense, the first week one, they looked great. Uh, not everyone on the team, but the team as a whole looked great. Uh, the last couple of weeks, they've looked like they've struggled. And I chalk that up to a new offensive scheme as well as the injury to Herbert. Absolutely. I feel like if you're playing in limp mode, you're going to get limp mode results. Yeah. But I feel like they're back, and it's all wheels up on the Chargers. I'm in. We're talking about a team that's playing right now, so it's going to be a little tough. We're basing this solely off week three matchups and what we think. Versus a team that really should be doing a lot fucking better, but did show some up, some upside this week. We got the Panthers and we got San Fran. You're talking about the Panthers with the upside, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm I'm saying as far as fantasy is concerned, <laughs> they finally showed you know like like DJ Moore got 11 targets. I'm. I think it'd be, it'd be nice if Baker knew how to fucking pass the CMC. 
He got. I mean, he did. I mean, CMC they, they, they clicked being, a little bit this week, no, but CMC's CMC. usage has paled in comparison to what it has. But at the has same, been, and it's driving me nuts. But at the same time, um, he, he like I'll pull up the stats because oh, I know this because I got him. He got. I, I think it was nine catches. Yeah, I know yeah, he, he was a, the leading receiver yeah. of the team. So that was at least good to see. Yeah. Them, them use the, the people appropriately. DJ Moore dominating the targets over Robbie Anderson. CMC being used as both a runner and a pass catcher because outside his biggest concern was the pass catching. He's been running it down people's throats this year. This offense strictly relies on can Baker Mayfield step the fuck up and just try to look over his offensive line and move the ball down instead of, you know, immediately rolling to his right or his left yeah. to try and make a play because he's too fucking short to see over I those think- guys. I think this week was a good sign. Um, obviously, CMC gets started. I think I don't DJ start Moore, anyone else. I think DJ Moore, depending on your team, if against you, against this team, yeah. might warrant flex play. With because he only seen six prior to this game, but then he saw eleven, and as evident by Carolina, they're gonna have to. They're gonna be playing down a lot. Yeah, they're gonna have to push it. All right. So, quick question. Quick answer. Do Seventeen. You, do you want? 10 targets for DJ Moore from Baker Mayfield or five targets from Sam Darnold? I don't want Sam Darnold on the football field. <laughs> I was just bringing that up because he's healthy, which means now we could see another quarterback controversy. I want Sam Darnold out of the NFL. Yeah. So CMC, go only, see your only, go somewhere only player else. I'm starting on, on I'll start Carolina. CMC and I will flex, if needed, DJ Moore. All right, moving on. Who, who are they San playing? San Fran, baby. You're playing San Fran. You playing Jimmy G? Against this defense in a QB2 league, most likely. I'm not, dude. Carolina's defense is sneaky good. <sighs> sneaky good. I'm not I'm not playing. But yeah, but Jimmy. I also but I feel like their defense could put them in good situations. Yeah. For Jimmy G to score. Like I feel like <sighs> you can still see some turnovers and good field position. I just I Jimmy G's such a bitch. Now, are you starting? What running backs even going to play this week? Is <sighs> Jeff Wilson hurt? Jeff Wilson is still playing. I thought he got hurt. No. Okay, then are you starting Jeff Wilson? I'm starting Jeff Wilson. He's for what he's been doing on that offense. He's worth a start. Uh you obviously is starting Debo Samuel. Oh yeah, that's without question. Are you starting Brandon Ayuk? You starting Brandon Ayuk <laughs> or DJ Moore? I'm probably going to go DJ Moore. Yeah, I'd go IU. For the simple fact that I think Moore is going to be is going to require more targets. I think that I see San Fran getting an early lead and then relying on the run game. Yeah. Which involves Debo Samuel. Uh George Kittle, obviously you're going to start him. He's still fucking George Kittle. Uh he hasn't really done much this season. I know he's been dealing with uh, the groin. Um but that being said, let's keep it rolling. Next up, we got Dallas, and we got the Rams. Dallas, dude, Dak Prescott itching to come back, but Cooper man, Rush Cooper is Bush, undefeated. Dude, he looks good. I'm still not starting him. No. Uh, outside of that quarterback controversy, Jerry Jones can deal with that shit. Uh, wide receivers, dude, C.D. Lamb, the last two weeks, just dragging his nuts all over people. He... Has finally come out and at least proven that he's worth the targets. He's worth what you drafted him as, which is a wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, there I'm was there was a lot of like controversy, like will he be good as a wide receiver one? I I think he's got the talent, 
I don't think he's got that alpha personality, but I think the talent eventually is going to win out, and we're going to see more of what we've seen the last two weeks, so he's a must-start every week. Absolutely. Um, Are he starting any other receiver? Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, anything like that? See, I'm not, dude. Like, Tolbert, healthy scratch. We had big hopes for him. Um, uh, Brown. Looks, he had looked he looks great. great, but that's with Cooper. I don't know if he's going to mesh with Dak. Because he's got time with Cooper on the practice. Field. I was going to say he has the rapport with Cooper, yeah. and he was filling in as a receiver too. With yeah, Gallup. while Gallup was out. So what's going to happen with that pecking order? Now with Gallup back, um, I think it's going to be a battle between the two. I don't start Gallup, and I don't start Noah. Now, moving on to, to staying with pass catchers, if Dalton Schultz is healthy, uh, he did play the other night. I didn't see much of him. Uh, I think he was just out there mainly as like a decoy and blocking, if I'm not mistaken. I think his injury was was, um, was still lingering. Yeah, it was an MCL sprain. You want to let that shit heal. Yeah. Uh, I think they rushed him back. I think he shouldn't have played at all last night. Um, I'm probably not starting him unless I have to. Yeah. Two uh, tight end league, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Pollard or Zeke? This is tough. I still prefer on that offense with a guy like Zeke, the, the workhorse, the one that I know is going to – be trusted in the trenches. See, I think people are so hyped up on Pollard, and when they see highlights, they don't watch the game. They see highlights. That's what I'm saying. Pollard will like, look he had explosive. One, he had one solid rush the other night for, like, I think five yards. Yeah. It looked great. Uh, he ended the night with six yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just he's not getting the volume. Pollard um, will look explosive He's, he's at times. clearly faster than Zeke. Um, he's more elusive than Zeke, but Zeke is still the better running Zeke's back. Zeke's still a beast. They just need to feed him. Yeah. Um, so that means I like that Zeke. I, I'll start them both. I'm not starting them, like I said, on the yeah. same roster. But if I've got Pollard, he's a flex option. I've got Zeke in a few leagues. He's clearly my RB2. Um, moving on to the other side of the ball, we're going to talk about the Rams. Uh, how do you feel about Stafford? I think he looks like shit this year. I am so out on Stafford and Brady. It's not even funny. And that hurts me to my core because I love those guys as quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I, have, um, I want to like him. Stafford, dude, if you have to play him, play him. But I think there's better options on the waivers. Like like I said earlier, like I would draw the line. I'd borderline star Geno Smith over Stafford this week. I as I will talk about this one. Yeah. I will. Um Stafford <laughs> Fuck it. since week one, I just feel like he has looked he looks cooked. The off- well, the whole offense is confusing it, to me because it, it just looks like that elbow injury like, is more than it, than everyone made it. Yeah, game. and I want I want to talk about like the, the receivers with it too because this has been perplexing to me. They go out, they get a guy like Allen Robinson who, who I've athletic- seen dro- I've seen him dropped in a few leagues. Yeah, people well, are just fucking done with him. Well, because what has he fucking proven? What has he done to he's had to discourage you from doing that? Decent week. And that's it. And, and then it's like he's just irrelevant. He's, a he's playing like he was in Chicago. Yeah, he's a non. It, it leads you to believe was like it actually, actually, was it Chicago or was it him? Yeah. Um, the only really startable like fantasy option in that whole offense, in my opinion, is the Cooper fact Cup. that Cooper Cup's getting blowjobs from Stafford behind the game yeah. because he's he, he, no yeah, matter what he's literally carrying that team on his back. Like I'm sorry, but like I would put I'm not confident starting Akers or Henderson. No, and I'm not confident in Higby. No. I think he's a good streamer. Yeah. But not necessarily in this matchup. You know what I mean? And then you you just can't tell who McVay right now is going to trust. And it's not like he runs a committee. No. If he goes into this game and he goes, all right, Akers, you're getting the ball. Yeah. Akers it's is getting, Akers the, getting ball. the ball. 
Or if he sees something he doesn't like and he likes Henderson for that game, it's Henderson getting the ball. Um, so I'm fading them both. Uh, I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I just, I can't. Philly and Arizona. This game has potential to be a fucking shootout. I fucking hope so, dude. There's a lot of fantasy points on this board. Uh, we'll start with Kyle Murray, dude. The toddler you love to see run. He said, fuck <laughs> you, no, no diaper changes. None, I don't need them. Uh, Kyle Murray, dude, finally looks healthy. Now he just needs to get healthy weapons around him. Uh, obviously, must start. No questions on that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Hollywood Brown, you starting? In a flex, yeah. In a flex? In a flex. I'm not putting him quite high enough yet because I feel like, I feel like Philly's off, yeah. defense is scary. Yeah, they are. Uh, so Hollywood is a flex. I like that. Wide receiver, too. I would fucks with that. Um, just because he's got the burners. Uh, outside of that, Rondell Moore should be making his return. I'm not starting him. I, I need to see it first. Uh, same thing goes with Greg Dortch. I think now <laughs> with Rondell Moore coming back, and what have we got, two more weeks until Hopkins is back, I think Dortch, his time has come and gone. I think he was, I think he is warranted enough to be on that field, but I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant. Oh, no. I think once you see Rondell Moore healthy, fully healthy and fully at his you know 100%, and then Hopkins coming in. Dorch is irrelevant. I think what you could possibly do, and I don't even know if he's if you could still get that much for him. I say if you have him on your team, find a guy that's struggling, that's freaking out, and see if you can get anything for him. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't know what you would get for him, but just uh, fish him. Talking about struggling, dude. Like, what the fuck is going on with their tight ends? You got the first tight end off the board in the draft in Trey McBride, and he's done nothing. And then you've got Zach, Zach Ertz, fucking Ertz, and he's done came nothing. out and he looked great, but now he's you know playing with with some injuries, um, but he's doing absolutely nothing again. Yeah, uh, this whole offense, dude, right now is just a mess. Uh, fucking James Conner. I mean, granted, you have to play him if you've got him. I don't trust him. Hasn't warranted it. I don't trust him. Uh, Eno Benjamin and, and Williams in the backfield. I don't trust either one of them. No. You know what I mean? I outside of Kyle Murray, I really don't want to play anyone. In yeah, this that's, well, that's why I said Hollywood Brown the flex. If, there, there's you know, so much potential in this entire offense, dude, and it's just not not clicking. On the flip side, Philly, uh, talk about a clicking offense. Jalen Hurts must start, hands down. If you don't have Jalen Hurts on your team and you don't have Lamar Jackson, you're you're not competing. No, I'm sorry, or Josh you're Allen. not competing. Like the, those three guys are fucking unreal this um, season. I just feel so like he's like Hurts must start. AJ Brown must start. Must start. Devontae Smith is making a strong is case making to becoming a, a must start. Yeah, he's making a flex. He's definitely yeah. flex consideration this week. I, I think he just took week one off. He said, All right, AJ, this is your show. Show us what you got. With my no, my question after is that dude, what are you the doing? Fuck out. What are you doing with Miles Sanders after this past weekend? Because he came out and said, uh, I still play football, guys. Ah. Uh, Fuck, dude. Miles Sanders is right on that fringe. Like, I want him. I want to start him. If I have him and I can afford to trade him, I'm doing that, you know, targeting the fucking Javante guy. I'm targeting, you know, all these guys that are hurting at running back. I mean, if you can afford to move him, to if put you it, can't, to put it you need to start him. To put it in perspective, he had 27 carries for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. he He's... That whole offense is clicking. That whole offense is balling out. 
and it's not like it's been sporadic because not only did Miles Sanders ball out, dude, Kenneth Gainwell also balled out. Absolutely. You know what I mean? This offense, dude, anyone on this offense that's a starter, you need to start. I'm talking Goddard. I'm talking Sanders. I'm talking Smith. I'm talking Brown, and I'm talking Hurts. All five of them warrant All day. A, a start. All day. No hesitation. Since... Since he, oh, I thought I thought my phone did something fucked up. This fucking guy over here is having yeah. a hard time. It's He's like, trying to talk about Cincy and Baltimore. It like keeps shutting off and coming back on. I don't know what the fuck's going on. You just mentioned this guy, Lamar Jackson, bro. So I have this man is going to get paid through the fucking nose. I, I have oh. to. I have to ask. Yeah. How much more do you hate me for your dynasty league right now? So much more. <laughs> I fucking. Uh, <laughs> The, the only thing that makes me feel better because, about it is the fact that I have Jalen Hurts. No, you got Burrow in that league, didn't you? I've got Burrow and Jalen Hurts. Okay, because I, I, I was going to say, the two quarterbacks involved in that conversation are in this game. Ugh. And Lamar is fucking balling. Uh, is making me happy no, that uh, I read a lot that last week. I think, what was it, Lamar got uh, like a, a $280 million contract offer that he turned down because he wants it fully guaranteed. The way my man is playing, he better get fucking a, a half half a billion. Yeah, this they dude better is... just be like, yo, here's half a billion, here's forty percent ownership stake in the team. Yeah, we've legally yeah. changed our name to the Baltimore Jacksons. Yeah, like, <laughs> like come the fuck on, bro. Like the biggest mistake Baltimore could have made was not paying this man before the season started. And the crazy thing to me is, while Lamar Jackson is a must start, oh. while Mark Andrews is obviously a must start. Yeah, I mean, granted, he sucked last week, but that's. But he's still he, Mark Andrews. Everyone's gonna have a bad yeah. game. How are you feeling about either of the running or either of the receiver options, Duvernay or Bateman? Uh, I'm not Duvernay gonna lie. Duvernay is making a strong case. I was gonna say I almost like Duvernay more. I like. Du- I think right I do now, like Duvernay more. I I loved Bateman going into the season. I was very high on Bateman. I'm still high on Bateman. I'm not selling him, but if I can buy him low, I'm buying him low. But Duvernay is making one hell of a fucking case to be, in my eyes, considered the wide receiver one in that room. Absolutely. You know, the, the shit he does on special teams and then following that He's up. with fast. The, oh, my God, yeah. Duvernay, buy, buy him, buy him, buy him. If this is a fucking stock market, I am bullish as shit on Duvernay. Absolutely. Um, um, the real question I have, and I was I forgot I had him in the league until until I saw him and I, and I activated him. J.K. Dobbins. Oh, coming on hot and heavy. He had a quiet, you know, reemergence. Um, Kristen does have him. I, I'm looking at this right him. now. And I, I strongly urge people to, like, just do the wait and see. I want to see him with a full workload before I feel comfortable starting him. And guess what, motherfuckers? I feel great starting yeah, him. Yeah, I think that with the lack of emergence of a clear number one, yeah. uh, Harbo has, has come out and shown that. They're still going to be a gritty offensive team. Yeah. They're going to play smash mouth offense where they're going to run it up the gut. They and then love run it with Lamar. Football. And love then, it. Yeah. So I, I think that, I mean, with that usage of Dobbins, especially in the red zone area, yeah. I think Dobbins has come in and said that I'm a flex at I, minimum. Yeah, Fuck I am you. full go on Dobbins. Yeah. I love 100%. it. 100%. Uh, on the flip side. Are you? How do you feel about Mixon? I know we touched on him a little bit earlier, but how do you feel on Mixon? So I have Mixon, and I draft him as my RB1, and I said this, you know, he always burns me, and people are shitting on him. I don't think he's burned me yet. No. He's still getting... His usage 20. has gone down. Like, it, it, 
if you look at like I said stocks, his his arrow is pointing down, but he's still finding a way to get you those production points. Well, so I was gonna say, I mean, even though he's not having 120 yard games, yeah, he's still getting 20 something touches yeah. or, or around. I mean, he's still making the most of what yeah. he has. So as but far that as, offense is struggling, and and, and I, I realistically think that you're gonna see it. They click. should turn it. They're around, gonna click. Yeah. And I think if you're getting 20 touches a game, you're a must-start. Yeah. And people don't realize, like, that offense as a whole, they have a lot of money, I think the most money in the league, in that offensive line as a whole, especially with Adam Lael Collins. This offense needs some time to gel. When I say that, a lot of people don't realize, like, Joe Burrow, when he had his appendectomy, didn't play at all during the offseason. Didn't play at all during the preseason. So he's just now shaking off the rust. He's just now getting his mojo back. He's just now starting to click with Higgins, starting to click with Boyd, getting it back with Chase. You know what I mean? The only thing this offense needs to do is stop running empty. Yeah, you can see. I, mean, you, I forget where I saw the clip, but I'm pretty sure it was Boyd yelling at one of the coaches, going, "Stop running empty." Like, you could read his lips. And when he's saying stop running empty, is stop sending all the wide receivers out with no protection for Burrow because that offensive line can only give him so much time yeah. before it collapses. Yeah, 100%. And this is why he gets sacked so fucking many because he's not going to scramble because he wants to protect his legs. Yeah. I still think that Burrow's a must-start. Burrow is a must-start. I still think that Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are must-starts. Must starts. I think Boyd, Joe Mixon's a must-start. Potential I think, flex. I think if you need him, I'm not putting him in the flex. If you need him with if, those if, two healthy, with those two healthy, I'll put him in the flex as long as it's not on the same roster. I if you're looking at like your instance, if you have Amon Ross St. Brown out, yep, you just traded away Chase. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And then you're starting Bateman, and who else did you have? Uh, Romeo Dobbs and Romeo and Dubs, Chris Godwin and Chris Godwin. In that three, if Chris, I may have started Tyler Boyd over Chris Godwin. So the only reason I, I played Godwin is because I like Godwin and Brady I together. Love, yeah, I love Godwin. If Godwin wasn't a go, yeah. then Boyd would have gone my flex. Yeah. And my my only thing is, similar to a running back handcuff, I think if you have Chase, you should treat Tyler Boyd as a receiver as, handcuff. He, he's the mat, he What Boyd is to Chase is what Mattinson is to Cook. Yeah, if Boyd goes down... Or if, if Chase goes down, Boyd's an option. If Higgins goes down, Boyd's, Boyd's an, option. an option. Yeah. So so you have two people ahead of him that can go down and give oh, yeah. him a chance. Uh, speaking of people like ahead and behind, how do you feel about the tight ends? How do you feel about Hayden Hurst? Meh. Are you, are you just like stashing? He's not worth a start, but he's getting the looks enough I think, for me to warrant a stash. I think if you have a Gerald Everett, a like, Tyler Conklin, yeah, a Tyler I, Higby, an Irv Smith. You have I think to stash you, him now. I was going to say, you pick up Hayden Hurst and then you look at the matchups. Yeah. You go matchup based. He's a great streaming option. You want pieces of potent offenses, and right absolutely. now, absolutely, he's he's the worst option on a great offense. Exactly. Uh, he's still gonna get targets. Yeah. Outside of that, dude, we're gonna wrap it up like um, a fucking present, baby. Yeah, we're gonna do something different with the next episode when we talk about the Monday night matchup. Uh, we're both not gonna be able to do it together. So what we're thinking is, I'm gonna give you my opinions. You'll hear my bullshit. I'll record it. Uh, Moses will record his separately but we will release them in the same episode so you'll get two completely different episodes meshed into one it'll be the a, same thing. it'll be a separate joint episode yep <laughs> uh, but that being said dude thank you for taking this ride with us thank you thank you thank you FUT Nation uh, as sure, always we love you yeah make sure you check us out on Facebook 
FTT underscore podcast. You can find us football. TikTok. You can find us on TikTok. Anchor. Anywhere you stream podcasts. uh, Google, fucking Spotify. Sean's feet are on OnlyFans. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're sexy. FGT underscore toes for days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, dude. Just thank you guys all so much for taking the ride with us. Um, Do you got anything else you want to add? Shout out Stephanie Lee for always coming to us on Sundays. She's fucking crushing it. Yeah, I fucking love that girl. So shout out Stephanie Lee. All right, uh, keep it right. Keep it tight. Let's shout out them lights. Peace. Sterilize so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.